This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd progs, or case files, as we say. In this episode of the podcast, we will be going over issue 50, 58, 59, and 60. Not tech, but here's the, here's a couple caveats with that. I, I, I've discovered something that's kind of a minor issue on my my thing. It's it's, it's only drastically affects everything we've done so far. PK. Understandable. So I mean, why not say this is just a little a minor footnote? <laughs> a minor footnote, because Judge Dredd did not appear in the first issue of 2000 AD. Right. Remember, he w- it wasn't ready in time. That's right. We our issue count has been off by one this entire time. So technically, our first prog is 59. What I plan on doing, because this is our last full, like, Judge Dredd run we have going on here. In right. This, in this case file. Which we're going to get to that at the end. Yeah. Subnote under the subnote under the subnote. Um, but what I plan on doing is getting us up to the appropriate number when we start the second omnibus. Okay. Basically. So it will be like a jump from like 60... 60 to 62. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, so... Add one to whatever issue I've said so far, and yeah. that's correct. Every issue before this, you know, you, you, when you haven't heard this yet, <laughs> add one to it. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to include this as well. We haven't been doing this, but I think it's interesting, is adding the date that the comic was published. Because I found that out, is that like there's actually a date of, like, this was published this week and this week. And it'll help us see how time passes. In yeah, because when you read a comic from decades ago, you kind of have to remember re- f- remember the time. Because <laughs> I mean, I've done that. I've, I've, I've watched something. This movie was great. This movie sucks. But like, oh, but for the time it came out, it was mind blowing. Yeah. You know, when I played Tony Hawk Pro Skater recently, I was like, it's kind of ugly. I was like, oh, but when this game came out, I remember I was drooling over Tony it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Dude, two. they got one and two coming out. The remake coming out tomorrow. Did you? S- Really? Yeah. Did you know that, uh, did you see the announcement with the, uh, Super Mario 3D World? I did! That the looks, 3D World, dude, They're releasing that. fucking Super, Super Mario Sunshine! Sunshine. My like favorite Mario game! Oh, you're probably both, we both went right there, because yeah. that's the, my favorite Mario game. My favorite Mario game. I love that fucking game. Um, I want it. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that we can be on the same page with that. Speaking of page. Yeah. Well, how are you doing, PK? You doing alright? I'm doing alright. How about you? Good. Enough of that. Let's get to the comic. Yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> so, um, I promised you that last time we, we read, that was our last time on Luna Wanted. That yes. Judge Dredd was returning to Mega City. Yes, that was his last day on the moon. We have been on the moon. Let me see. Luna 1 was issue 41. And we're at issue 58, 59, technically, uh, right now. So we've been there for like 20 issues. Roughly, oh my God. it's been a while. Like it's a good portion of this. This is a third of the book. Yeah, it's it's we've been there for quite a while, and so we finally get to go back to Mega City One. Judge what was Dredd's the last time we were in Mega City One? Was it the bike race? It was the Mega City Five Thousand. Oh my God! Spikes, that was years ago. It with feels spikes like Spikes, Harvey Rotten, and, and Smiley. No, Smiley something. Uh oh yeah, because he was I mean Zoot Smiley, Zoot Smiley, and and, and Harvey Rotten, not Johnny Rotten. Of the spikes, sex. Harvey Rotten. Johnny Rotten is a member of the Sex Pistols. Yep. Um, so, issue 58, our return to Mega City, 
Again, we will fix the numbers in post kind of thing. Right, right. It was released on April 8th of 1978. It was written by John Wagner, which is actually credited, not John Howard, which is really? interesting. Uh, artist is our good guy, Mike McMahon, and letters are done by Tom Frame. Um, I'm going to have you describe, we have a, a, a two-page splash art thing Again, we've been seeing a lot more of these, these panels, that yeah. are, these splash panels that are more than one page. Um, Ever since, like, what, uh, a few issues ago... It's been a lot more prevalent. It really has. Um, I will tell you, though it doesn't say ex explicitly, we oh, are... I remember what you promised me last week. Why yeah. would Judge Dredd start breaking the law or... Allowing the law to be broken. Allowing the law to be broken. Yeah. Um, That's right. That was what you promised. <laughs> so, I will tell you a context. This image, this first image we're looking at is in Mega City. Okay. Okay. So, give us, give us your best... Paint us a picture with words here. Uh... <laughs> We, oh god, just knows what that machine's doing. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Massive two 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 panel splash two page splash panel. Uh in the background you see the magnificent alien looking domed buildings and with with uh highway elevated highways and uh, skyways or whatever. Yep. Um and there's a crowd of people, uh all there's it's a it's a pretty empty street or or, or a sidewalk, a thoroughfare or whatever. Mm hmm Um Judge Dredd is just walking down the street. Look at this big, doofy grin on his face. Not a care in the world. Yeah. <laughs> arms swinging. Yeah. Arms swinging by the side, which is not what I imagine Judge Dredd walk, uh, behaves. I mean, this is straight up, the pose is like straight up Spider-Man 3. It is. It's 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 evil Peter Parker it, just walking down the street. Evil Tobey Maguire just, yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's way too upbeat for him. Yeah, it's way too happy, way too upbeat. Um, And there's a crowded street. And right behind him, <laughs> there was a gang of hardened thugs. Yep. Each of them unshaved, wearing like, uh, uh, like fucking. They look like imperial imperial guard armor. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it doesn't look like cardboard to me. <laughs> and like no, laser I get rifles. Yep. And a, they have a giant, like, vehicle with a with a hose on front. Yep. Attached to a vacuum cleaner as they're robbing uh, what looks like a bunch of glass uh, valuables. Yeah. Oh, I think it says this, jewelry. This is a very Team Rocket-esque heist yeah, going this is, on. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is when they grab the Pokemon Center with their giant hose. I mean, like all of their all of their plans. Yeah, every plan. Either a hot air balloon or a giant hose or a giant magnet or sometimes to dig a pit for people to fall in. Oh, yeah, that's a that's that's a, a, that's, a, that's a well thought out plan. So we have some guy in the background, and the, the entire crowd of people. Uh, are watching Judge Dredd walk away from this crime aghast. Yeah. And one guy is yelling in the background. I'll have you read the, the, the top one up here. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. The suction gang's emptying the jewelry store, and Judge Dredd's just walking by. And someone else comments and yells in all bold, Judge Dredd's flipped his lid for sure. So... The people are wondering what the hell's going on, and we're wondering as well. Uh, yeah, I'm we, severely confused. We look at these two children cowering. Yeah. Like, their the mom is hiding their faces because they look so <laughs> appalled. Don't look, honey! Don't look! Judge Dredd's allowing crime to happen! So, not only are we, like, cutting from, like, we were on Luna 1 to, boom, we're, like, already in Mega City, walking the street, what yeah, the fuck's this going is... on? But this is very much a, uh, this is me kind of thing. And then they cut back and show... Record scratch. <laughs> You're probably wondering how, how I got, got here. <laughs> that that trope, you know? Yeah. So now we have, on the bottom part of the page, we have a couple of smaller panels here. Um, I will read 
what's going on. But we have, in the background, we have uh, clearly on the moon still, because we see the stars and the earth in the yeah. background. Also, one, one, little, one little interjection, one little side note. Go for it. The suction gang. The suction gang. That's their whole thing. That's their entire gimmick. The suction gang. <laughs> Are they doing a bit? <laughs> is, he, is he doing a bit? Um... It was this Dr. Acula. <laughs> it was a... Uh, no, Coach... Coach, Coach Ferratu. God, that's a good joke. Um, Coach Ferratu? I can't believe the vampire was Coach Ferratu. Um, that's like, as bad as Dr. Acula. Um, but we see in this panel, uh, Walter the Wobot is packing away luggage, a boot we assume it's Judge Dredd's, and we have Judge Dredd looking out over kind of a cityscape of Luna One. Yeah. Profile, cool shot. And the narrative text says, In Judge Dredd's quarters on Luna One, Moon Colony, Walter was busy packing. That's your twunk all packed, Master. Earth will seem very strange after six months on the moon. To which Judge Dredd thinks to himself, Six months. Six months too long. But soon I'll be back where I belong. Patrolling the streets of Mega City One. And our next panel cuts to Dread. Uh, I'll have you describe this panel if you don't mind. Oh, uh, uh, I didn't see it. Okay. Yep, yep. So he looks like he's saying his, he's shaking hands with Tex. Yep. Uh, looks like they're saying their farewell as uh, what was it? Chico and Max or Chico? Che? Yep. Che and Max. They, their names are. They, we don't know why they call them Max once, but yeah, yeah it's clearly uh, Che. They're both there, just watching them nodding their heads. You know, they're in the background. Just kind of nodding. Again. Yeah. Um, this is our last panel of them, I believe, of all three. Please don't let them talk. I, I don't think they will. Nothing. Well, but Tex does. Also, Tex, uh, because it's the last we see of him, we know he's not a bad guy. Yeah, you're right. I was completely wrong. That I never... assumed he was Mooney or something. That'd be some pretty good writing. <laughs> can't can't have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Um, But no, he's shaking hands with Tex, and Chico and Che are looking on from the background. The, as the narrative text says, On Dredd's recommendation... Judge Tex had been appointed permanent judge marshal of Luna One. Oh wow! So yeah, he was the permanent deputy. Now he's the permanent marshal. Okay, so, so no more, no more rotating judge. Yeah, no more rotations between other cities because they had it was Texas City was the last one they said, which makes sense. The because the moon is kind of the wild west. We've also only heard at this point, up to this point, we've only heard of Mega City One, one and, and Texas, Texas City, City. and. The, the other like the US the the USS block we well okay we know there's like oh, a the, USSR kind of you know stand in oh, I keep forgetting that those things are are on the moon yeah um because they're representative of of continents or of countries on earth but it um, it seems to imply that those places do still exist on earth it was Sov cities the Sov cities uh we have the the Brit territories the Japanese islands the Japan isles and uh, we have a flag that looked like China but those, yeah. we haven't got any information on. Only confirmation we have of the U.S. is Mega City 1, Texas City. And I know for a fact, I know there's a Mega City 2. Yes. I know this. I can't. Uh, we haven't gotten this far yet. Is it Cursed Earth? With it? It's Cursed Earth. Okay. It's coming up very quickly. We're going to learn about that. Perfect, perfect, um, But perfect. there absolutely is a Mega City 2. We just haven't learned about it. Um, so, uh, after Judge Dredd, well, while Judge Dredd is shaking Judge Tex's hand, Judge Tex says to him, Y'all sure brought a little law and order to our little, <laughs> 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 little old law and order to our little old calling, Judge Dredd. 
I just hope you can do, I just hope I can do half as good. It is written A-H-K-I-N. I can do. I can do half as good. You will, Tex. Goodbye. And good luck. Chico, Max, <laughs> maybe try being less of a stereotype. <laughs> maybe, maybe dial the Mexican half of your personality back a Come on, bit. guys, get a different hobby. <laughs> so, our next panel is really cool. It's basically a giant cityscape of all these futuristic buildings. Well, yeah, they look like cool, like, weird alien hives. And they have the, the roads, like, circling them and going around them look like really ribbons. cool. Yeah, it's... It's very. It gives us the 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 feeling of a sprawling metropolis. Yeah, it's not cyberpunky, but it's very sci-fi. It is very sci-fi. It, you're very. And much I right don't about that. dislike it, but it doesn't. It I doesn't, think of cyberpunk. I think of giant square buildings. I get that, and and lots of advertising everywhere. Oh like, yeah, giant neon holograms. Always, always very Tokyo esque. Um, you were saying, go on. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. 2077? No, no, that's Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, 2049. 2049. Yeah, Blade Runner, very much Cyberpunk the game, which, finger, dude, I heard rumors that they're going to delay the consoles for a year, which might mean Cyberpunk being delayed. Life isn't worth living. I don't know if 2020 can handle that much heartbreak. After losing Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, my man. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever, dude. Yeah, dude. I love that man. Um, sorry. So our next panel, moving on, is our our cityscape with a like uh, Judge Dredd looking out over like a window and a little pop out panel, looking over the cityscape, and there can see his little rockets flying over it. God, that scowl. Yeah, the, the just the grimace. It's very much Bruce Wayne returning to Gotham City, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. In like uh, year one, which I read recently, very good stuff. Um, it said in the in the narrative text, it says Dread's Earth shuttle left an hour later. By the following morning, the spacecraft was coming into land at Mega City Astroport. Now remember, he left originally Kennedy uh, Kennedy Spaceport, yeah, which is kind of fun. Uh, now is that the Mega City? So Mega City. What are the Astros. two famous New York City airports? There's Kennedy and. Oh my god. Not Newark. LaGuardia. Look, okay. Is it LaGuardia? Maybe. I have no idea. There's two famous New York airports. I, I couldn't tell you. Same. Um, but I know because I've seen the finale of Friends many times. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never been a fan of Friends. I uh, I used to like it. Uh, now I recognize that Fraser is Fraser is the far better sitcom. Okay, that's fair. To me, Friends seemed like a bunch of... Uh, it's kind of a sex in the city where it's like, I'm so white... And privileged, and I, I have such minor problems. As a kid, I used to really be into Friends, or as, a, as an adolescent, I should say. Mm -hmm. But I've been watching it recently, and I'm like, I just, I a lot of people are much more unlikable than I remember. <laughs> um, Rachel and Ross. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And Phoebe the last is still track. fantastic. That's fair. She's an awesome actor. Um, Dread, as he's flying over this cityscape, this oh, sci-fi cityscape, is thinking to himself, Mega City One. 800 million people, and every one of them a potential criminal! My god! <laughs> he's he's not very optimistic. Uh, the most violent, evil city on Earth. But God help me, I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what a fucking thing to think. Like, he just, he thinks, like, this is worse than Batman. Like, this yeah. is like, Batman at least is like, revol reviled, you know? But... He wants it to be better. He's just like, 
It's awful, and I love it. I love the fact that there are criminals I can hurt. You know what the worst part about the Harry Potter books was? When they tried to redeem Snape. <laughs> I liked Snape before he loved Lily, when he was just an asshole. I would kill um, him. Our next panel, Judge Dredd's landlady, Maria, was waiting to greet him. And we see... Maria is just clutching him. Just like, arms wrapped around his torso. He's standing stoic in that judge pose. Yeah, he got a little bit of a smirk. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a smirk on. And, and Walter's in the background carrying Judge Dredd's luggage, of course. God, I forgot how much I liked these two together. It's Walter and Maria, that is. Yep. Uh, I'll have you read for Maria and Walter, please, because okay. I love I love you reading these some. Judge! My judge! You come back to your old Maria! And Walter says, waving... <laughs> That's enough of that, Maria! You're que- queasing Judge Dredd's good uniform! Don't be so harsh, Walter. Come on, we'll walk home. I want to get the feel of the streets on my feet again. The streets on my feet. This is very, um, now the more I re- like, read it, like, this is very similar to, um, to Batman Year get- One. Oh, yeah. Because Batman, like, comes Bruce back Wayne to comes Gotham. Back, and like- he's like, I want to get on the streets and walk through Crime Alley and yeah. shit. And. That's literally what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go fight uh, maybe Catwoman. Yeah, who knows? You know, <laughs> maybe future Catwoman. Um, our next panel shows Dread Maria and Walter carrying Dread's suitcase in the background, oh. just going through a throng of people, people everywhere. Yeah. Right, as Walter carries like above his head. Yeah, it has Dread written on it. This giant trunk. Um, Dread led the way through Mega City's crime-torn streets. Crime-torn streets. And now I'm gonna read this one thing real quick. Give me a second here. Yes. Just as I remember it, this is the worst area. Over 4,000 crimes committed every day on this one street alone. Oh my god! 4,000 crimes on this one street alone. That's a statistic. You think it's the I-95 corridor that goes, like, all the way down, like, the eastern seaboard, basically? Yeah, it's got, it's got to be, I mean, 4,000 like, crimes a day... It's gotta be the biggest avenue in the <laughs> it's, city. It's not like a city block. It's no, gotta be like a it's fucking highway. It's long. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a good that's a good infographic or that's a good that's a good data with Judge Dread. But let's look at the map. <laughs> we've seen that uh, Mega City One does sprawl the entire eastern mm-hmm. seaboard all the way up into like Quebec, Canada, yeah, kind of thing. All the way so, down to like uh, was it like Georgia? Virginia? It was like North Virginia kind of thing. It was really really. Uh, Really huge, honestly. Um, our next panel shows Dread working. It's like an over-the-shoulder pick from Dread's point of view. Yeah. Looking at a crowd and people with guns and yelling and so on and so forth. And we're getting back to the suction gang. That's what's happening. Um, just around the corner, and some guy says again. <laughs> back, you know, this is the this is that this is back to panel one. Yeah. Um, the suction gangs. The suction gang's emptying the drill. Uh, they're not in the moon anymore, so I can't do that. Yeah, it's not the southern sun, anymore. The twang. Twang. The suction gang's emptying the jeweler's shop. But look, here comes Judge Dredd. To which one of the criminals responds, his face despondent. <laughs> Dredd, we're done for. And now we get like a close-up <laughs> of Dredd. And he's just got like a shit-eating grin on. Like the, like the... Yeah, he's a- like the lips pressed kind of grin. Yeah, like his lips are a little a little pushed together. But he's got this a little big, smug. Yeah, a little, a little smug. And uh, dr- he he. But these guys in the background, their faces are ridiculous. And they have their hands up. Like yeah, they've all the, dropped their guns and shit. The pure pants wetting fear they have. Um, and Dread responds, "Good morning, citizens. I would remind you that armed robbery is illegal in Metro City One." 
and he just keeps fucking walking with yeah. uh, Maria yeah. and Walter, and the leaving the suction gang behind him, to which they respond. He he just walked right by us. What the devil? And you can read the next one as well. He must have gone moon crazy. <laughs> Try it again. You gotta get. You can do it. He must have gone moon crazy. Come on, let's get the job done with. Let's get on with the job. And uh, our next panel. So Dread is just ignoring it, just like. They had already surrendered. He just let him go. Yeah. There was no effort involved for him to say, come with me. Like, that would take nothing. No, yeah. All he did was say, just, that's illegal, and keep so, walking. Do you, any reason, any idea why? Do you, do you have, what's your, what's your suspicions as to why? He, I had this feeling, like, he's going to see all this stuff go down and then take it out all at once in one fucking power move to remind people who Big Dick Dread is. <laughs> he's going to, like, Fucking walks into the street and says, "By the way, you're all going to jail." And like, they might resist, and he's gonna beat the hell out of all. Okay, okay, that's a prediction. Let's. Uh, that's not really a reason. So you're saying that he's delaying the inevitable like uh, arrest and and because uh, he knows four thousand crimes happen a day on this street. So my prediction is yes, he's gonna see like three in a row, and it's a it just as a like, it's cool to arrest. You're in jail. You're in jail. But you're it's in a jail. Flex. But it's a flex to get him all at once. Okay, that's okay. That's a good interesting motivation. Let's see how, how close you get. Uh, further on down the street, we see Dredd and Maria and Walter continuing. And a man is being thrown bodily through a window. <laughs> through out a plate glass window. Out of a bar, screaming, as he like gets thrown out of it onto the street. Um, street level, thankfully. And he's laying on his, on his hindquarters, looking up at Dredd, saying to him... Judge Dredd, the Southside Boys is breaking up my bar because I wouldn't pay protection money. Do something. Sorry, citizen. None of my business. Report to the Justice Department. Again, this dumb grin on his face. Yep, he's he is smiling, like pretty pretty smugly. Um, and now we have a close-up of Maria with hairs on her chin. Oh my god! Yeah, she's looking Whoa. at like like Walt. Uh, Judge Dredd's like walking in the background, away from them, mm -hmm. and Maria and Walter are having like an aside. Like, yeah, they're going a little, doing a little back on? and forth. Um, Maria, I'll have you read for both of them because okay. I love your voices so much. What's wrong? What's wrong with the with the judge, Walter? He's letting all of them bad men get away with it. With the crimes. <laughs> with the with the crimes. With the crimes. To which Walter responds, Quipes, Maria, I don't know. He's been smiling all day and being nice to people. And being nice to people. It, it's just not like him. <laughs> so, Judge Red is like, not my business. Report the to Justice Department. Not my bad. Um, suddenly, a rookie judge pulled up. We see another judge uh, coming up on his uh, lawmaster bike. And he says to Judge Dredd, I've been looking... I've been looking all over for you. The chief judge sent me around with your reinstatement papers. To which now we have uh, Judge Dredd kind of like uh, having his hand on a law book and being sworn in uh, in the street kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, he has an arm raised. He has a hand on the law book. And it says, Dredd swore in on the volume 12 of the Juro Penal Code. Juro Penal Code. Juro Penal Code. Penal... That's really hard to say. Juro Penal Code. 
I don't. This seems more more esoteric than yeah. futuristic. Yeah, this is but very, it has the same naming convention. It does. It follows. But it seems more. Uh, what's the word? I'm mean, like archaic. Like it really does. Does it seem something like you'd read about in like Middle English? Yeah, this the Duro Penal Court Code of Oxford, England. <laughs> what's the What's the quote from Monty Python? We're a dystopic, like the people in the mud who are arguing what type oh, yeah. of government they have. <laughs> We're a fascio neo fascist like it's just fucking. He must be the king. <laughs> um, but I'm the Arthur, king of the Britons. King of the Britons. Um, the guy on the bike is saying to Judge Dredd after he's as he's being sworn in. <laughs> well, that's it, sir. You're now officially back on the force. Good. Now shift your butt, rookie. I need your bike. To which we hard cut to Judge Dredd roaring away on his fucking bike, screaming with his. Signature scowl. Gun out. Gun out. Look how you law-breaking scum! Judge Dredd's back in town! Okay, so he'd officially get sworn back in. So he wouldn't... He would not basically go through with, you know, reprimanding people until he had the right to. Okay, but... the way he was like so so smug about it, I think it was. I think I was partially partially right. I think it was kind of a flex because he's so smug about it. I gotta. I'm gonna ask a question about that. Come the the wrap up here. Okay. Um, because he's so report to the justice office, <laughs> justice department. Can I also say this awesome uh, Judge Dredd back in town? Yeah, dude, this, that grimace. That, that look at the chin. Look at the fucking jawline. Yeah, dude. He looks like almost like. It's like granite, this massive chin. It really is a like a perfect Batman kind of, like the chin for Batman kind of thing. I think Judge Dredd paved the way in the in the respect of having so much personality and character from the bottom half of someone's face. Because it's been done in Batman. Yeah. Because he's the only one who is the only other very famous superhero who wears a cowl. Spider-Man was a full. I'm talking. Very famous in the sense of Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Okay, okay. Um, Superman, you know, no mask. Uh, Spider-Man, full mask. Yep. But Batman, cowl. And even then, to convey a lot of his personality in a lot of uh, movies and comics... They have to take the hood off all the time. Yeah, when things get serious, the mask has to come off. Yeah. Same thing in the Spider-Man movies. Yep. When we have to do a lot of acting, we need that, that face. That's why I love The Mandalorian so much. Because Mandalorian, you get one scene and that's it. And yeah, I, I one scene in the whole 12, 12 episodes? Eight episodes. Eight episodes. Which the new episodes, the next season's supposed to come out at end of October. I'm stoked, dude. We're going to watch that show. We're going to watch the fuck out of that together. You yeah. know that, right? Yes. Okay, I'm good. stoked. I love that show. Fucking season eight. got to watch that beginning um, of that episode again. Um, so, and I think Judge, Dead, Judge Dredd predates and... The Mandalorian? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, <laughs> does he create Batman, Bob Kane's Batman costume? Uh, what year is this? 19... Oh, this is 1970s, so Batman's been around for a while. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And Batman's had like 30 years of run on him is the issue. But even then, even with great great artists like Bob Kane and, and um, I don't know who else drew, Steve Ditko, did he draw Batman? I don't know. Um, uh, he takes off his mask a lot to get very serious. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, in some of my favorite Batman comics, Nightfall... Uh, mask comes off. Hmm. I think that almost every comic I can think of has at least Bruce Wayne in part of it. Yeah. It's rare that you see Batman. Batman Year One is a lot about Bruce Wayne. Yep. Uh, Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Um, or Dark Knight Returns. Um, Killing Joke, I believe, as well. There's a lot. It's 
You spend a lot of time with Bruce Wayne, and that's one of the things I complain about with the movies especially, is that we spend too much time with Bruce Wayne. I'd rather have Batman as this unknowable force like gravity. The, 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 so you want to see Batman from the, from the point of view of the man on the street who's like, he's this weird, unknowable, nebulous entity that sometimes interferes with that, crime? That, or like a minor villain, or like a villain be really cool. I've always thought that if you ever if I ever could direct a Batman movie, it'd be from the point perspective of like a the Joker's henchman. Like a Joker henchman. That would be and pretty cool actually. Batman's just terrifying. I'd like that a lot. There was an episode of the cartoon or a comic, one of the two that I read where it was a point of view from like the Joker's henchman. There was uh, I recall this um and I, it was fucked up because Joker was it was like a really fucked up version of it too. Oh yeah. And I can't remember but it was like a guy uh it was like a what's his name? Bill Sykes kind of like kind of not Bill Sykes but you know what Bob <laughs> Bob you're my number one you my number one guy I fucking love that shit but no I remember the exact comic where like uh he gets a little too big for his britches and fucking Joker just knees him in the crotch yep. and shit destroys him uh I can't remember what that story is but we'll have to look it up sometime or never there's also um, this uh this really great uh uh page and panel of Batman comic where, like, there's these two guys, like, they've, like, taken everyone in the building hostage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, the two thugs for Joker or Mr. Freeze or Riddler or whatever. I think I know And, this like, one. They, one of, they hear a noise and goes, hey, check that noise out. <laughs> the guy opens the room, Batman's, like, crawling in the window. Like, one leg in the window. <laughs> like, the guy looks right at him there. and goes, I didn't see it. I didn't, Nothing. there? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Smart. I remember that's a YouTube clip that's, like, the smartest goon ever. <laughs> and he's like... Nope, didn't see anything. Yeah, just, I'm just gonna go home. Like <laughs> smart as fuck, dude. Yeah, they're robbing or taking hostages or something, but it's so good. I love that. Um, our, so getting back to Judge Dredd, he has returned to the Force. He's on his bike. He's ready to go deliver some justice. And the first thing he's gonna go to is that bar that a guy was getting thrown out of. What was it the South Side? South Side Boys. South Side Boys running a racketeering business, a protection racket. <laughs> And Dredd roared into the bar and oh shows he's driven he's driven his lawmaster bike through the front door and is just running over guys and shooting at the same time. Yeah, he time. stunned this man. And uh or or just shooting him. We don't right, know. Or killed him. Yeah. And one of the guys is saying as he's reaching for like a big pistol, Judge Dredd, get him! Another guy, oh, as he's getting like shot slash run over. Um and I'll have I'll, I know I usually read Dredd. I need mm. you to read Dread in this next little panel as he's kicking a man in the face with his boot. I gotta have you read Dread. Eat Judge Boot Lawbreaker. Eat Judge Boot Lawbreaker. Eat Judge Boot. Not any boot. Do you, do you, if you don't think that that's the line for this episode, you're very mistaken. I knew it had to be. Um, Another guy is firing at Judge Dread from behind the bar. Die, Judge! And uh, Judge Dread is. Third hood behind the bar. Gotta use a ricochet. And uh, I'll have you describe this na- last little panel here. What do you think's going on with this? Uh, it looks like he's driving back out of the bar. No, no, the, the little one right here. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I can see the. So it just shows the guy getting shot, but it's a little confusing. Okay, no, okay, so I can see. The, the bullet line now. It starts in the top right, mm-hmm. and it looks like it ricochets three or four times, and eventually cracks the guy in the jaw. Is it cracking him in the jaw, or, or is it Or shooting him in, in the, the head? Face? Like, like, we don't know if it's a, a lethal round or not, right? You're right. Um, what we, actually, we might assume, we haven't done this yet, I think that ricochet shots, no, because I'm trying to think of, like, when, he, when Judge Dredd used ricochet against... Uh, Judge Gibson in the shootout, he sh- he ricocheted him off. It drew blood. 
It did. Yeah. So they're not rubber bullets. No. Which um, doesn't make sense uh, with physics. Yeah. How can something ricochet still be lethal enough? Because if the more you bounce off of surfaces, the more velocity you lose. It's going to lose a lot more momentum and a lot more force. Um, so we still have to, It still has to have a little velocity enough to bounce off of an object instead of going through it. Which means it should be non-lethal. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a comic book. Yeah. Andy, it's, it's a comic book. We're reading too much into it. Um, our next panel shows Judge Dredd bursting out of the bar on his bike. Big, fat tires on the bike coming out, and he's landing on the roadway. Dredd burst out of the bar, and uh, Maria and the other judge and Walter are just standing by watching this. <laughs> and uh, Judge Dredd yells out, Three hoods KO'd in... Uh, KO'd? KO. That's KO. A weird, that's a weird way of spelling that it. That is. It? That's unusual. It's spelled usually for us K period O, o period. For and them, it's D. K A Y O E D. KO'd. Inside, inside, rookie. Take him downtown. I got business to attend to. That's the guy. Yes, sir. And now we see the suction gang, we can yeah. assume, because that's a similar. Uh, that's their weird little six wheeled buggy. Yeah. Um, and Dread is like rearing, like roaring behind them, and they're firing guns out the back of this kind of. It looks very much like a moon buggy kind it of thing. It does. It's with open top, and uh, it's got like the what's it called the the ribbing almost that yeah. goes over top of it. Um, big bubble front, and Dread is yelling to them, "You men, stop! You're under arrest." <laughs> to which one of the guys responds, "Dread's back! I knew our luck was too good to last. Let's get out of here." Still, you're still defaulting to that that twang. I am. It's, <laughs> it's we've been habit. on the moon for a long time. We've been on the moon for a long time. It's fair. Um, so we see a couple of the guys in the back are getting shot from this angle, and there's like two or three guys still in the vehicle looking back as the guys are getting blown up. Yeah, they, they, is he gunning them down? Is he killing these men? We don't know. But you see, Aah! and then one guy says, in response to seeing his friends get shot, <laughs> My duck! I've never seen shooting like that before. More speed, Mickey! So, uh... My doc. My doc. My um, god. I mean... Doc usually means fuck? Yeah, I don't know why... That's a weird way of that using it. My fuck. My... My fuck. By fuck. That's kind of like my... By, by sweet fuck. Um, that's kind of like my pain in the bitch uh, <laughs> line that I usually use. It's a pain in the bitch. Uh. Which, it still communicates the point across. Yeah. Um... Our next panel shows Judge Dredd leaping off of his fucking lawmaster. Not his lawmaster, that's the rookie's lawmaster. So he doesn't give a shit about it, really. That's right, he cares about it le le less than usual. And yeah, his usual bike doesn't care much for anyways. He's leaping off of it into the vehicle, like, attacking a guy. Yeah, he's like, I can't tell if like, shoulder-checking him or slugging him across the face, but the guy's down. Yeah, three, to, three down, two to go. And it says Judge Dredd, it shows Judge Dredd, like, bringing his pistol up between the two guys in the front seat. Yeah, who are, they look like they're, they're, I can't tell if they're separated from the rest of the buggy, but it's like open in the back and I, they seem to be separated, but I'm uh, not sure. Um, it looks like, and it says, Judge Dredd smashed through the rear of the cab. Okay. So there must so, have been like a glass pane. Yeah, a glass pane or, or a metal sheet or something. And now we see the two guys looking like sideways at each other, at the barrel <laughs> between them. <laughs> Judge Dredd in the background. Anything special you boys want me to put on your gravestones? <laughs> this dude whimpering. Look at his face. He's so he's so terrified. Put died of old age, Judge. We surrender. And now we cut to 
Judge Dredd, signature grimace back on his face. Walter behind him, Maria in, in tow, and now some, not judges, but, but those weird future cops with future the weird cops. riot armor. Yep, because um, we've had those before. We've had we have had like regular law enforcement before. Yes. Um, which we th we think we've established that judges are the elite, basically. They're the yeah, space the, yeah, they're the space. There's like different tiers. Like, yeah, you have to go. You can be a law officer, but to be a judge, you have to start I, from birth. Yeah. <laughs> That's we've had. We've established a couple of different origins for judges. We sure have. The most recent being that they have to start from like a very, very young age or from like genetic enhancement birth. But uh, the goons are arms raised, the last two guys, and it says, soon more judges arrive to take the hoods away. Those aren't judges. No, they're not. That's interesting. Um, but one of the, uh, I think Walter is saying, yes, yeah, Walter is commenting. Is. Pardon Walter for asking, Master, but why didn't you arrest them quicks before? I wasn't officially a judge until I was sworn in, you stupid robot. Oh my god. He He's back to being very mean. Yeah. Uh, it's illegal for an ordinary citizen to take the law into his own hands. And now we see Judge Dredd, like, standing silhouetted by, like, the sun with the city behind him. Yeah. Really cool shot. Fucking waving his arm. Like, get, get the hell away from me, Walter. Yeah. Uh, now stop bothering me and get home. I've got a city to clean up. <laughs> And uh, Maria and Walter are walking off. Such a bad temper. That's a more like a judge I know. To which Walter responds. Yes, Maria. Judge Dweds, come home. And that's the end of issue 58. Return what? to Mega City. What a fucking issue. And our next prog, Firebug. It next says. prog, Firebug. Oh, that's okay, yeah. It's like lit on fire, which is kind of cool. So, issue 58. Return to Mega City. Was it... Firefly, the Batman arsonist villain. Fire, uh, Firefly was a Batman villain, I believe. Okay. Because we, I fought him in, in Arkham Knight. City. City. Oh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. You're right. Arkham okay. Knight. Uh, I could, I could remember. Yeah, it's Firefly. He's I like the weird arsonist guy from Texas or something. I don't know from Texas, but I know he's like burned horrifically. Yeah, he has like terrible, like you know, burn scars. Um, so th places and uh, of note, settings and places. We are. We see the last of Luna One, as yeah. far as I know. But we, uh, we spend. A good bit of time, apparently there is one street in Mega City that is more dangerous than the rest, where 4,000 crimes are committed every day. 4,000 crimes a day! That's... Well, they talk about that in 2012 Dread, where it's like, there's like 10 million calls every day to the judges, and there's no way you can respond to like 2% of them. Right. So there's, there's like... Because it's 80 million people. Huh? 800 million. 800 million, oh my god. Yeah. So it's it's just impossible to manage, but they do their best. Um, characters of note we get introduced to the suction gang, who uh, fuck those guys use large hoses to rob a jewelry store. We assume this is uh, what the fuck is this with the wet bandage? <laughs> <laughs> we we got a gimmick. We gotta stick with it, guys. Um, we're the suction gang. We just, we got a big vacuum and we what? steal all the valuables. Uh, what do you? Well, why don't we just like do like a racketeering? Thing? That's the South Side Boys. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Southside Boys are another gang who run a protection racket. Yeah. Um, and then we have, this is our last appearance of Judge Tex, Chico, and Shay, from what I understand. Good I don't think God. they come back ever again. Because I don't think we ever go back to Luna 1. Um, did Moody die in his one issue? We, no, he did not die. Judge Dredd, uh, I think we established in, on, in that there, uh, that murder was illegal. On in, the moon. On the moon. That's that, right. like, there's no death penalty. 
There was no death penalty on the moon. You're so right. I think that Mooney went to prison. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, I can go back and double check if you want, but I'm almost certain that's what we came up I, with. Yeah, I don't care enough about <laughs> that weird villain who got built up so much only to be taken care of in half an issue. But we did spend four issues with a talking car instead of, you know, like half an issue. We spent one issue with Rico, remember that? The viewers can't see it right now, but I look very downtrodden. <laughs> I, did you expect, PK, we're almost at the end of this compendium. We sure are. Did you expect that, like, nine issues in, we would have, like, one of the coolest arcs, which was the Robot Wars? <laughs> like, that, in my opinion, that was, like, the peak arc in this book, honestly. Yeah, same. I, I agree with that completely. I really liked that arc. Or that review, on. that review, that article I read that said, hey, you should start with, with volume two. <laughs> I kind of see what they're talking about. But this is like good history, you know? It is. No, yeah. If you're reading it to enjoy it, I would suggest read Robot Wars and go to volume two. It's kind of like a watch Dragon Ball Z Kai kind of thing. Like, Yeah! <laughs> like, even you don't have to watch... You don't have to watch the episodes of Fake Namek. Oh, God. You can just skip shit. that little arc. Skip that whole thing. Um, Fake Namek sucks. <laughs> also, uh, for characters, Landlady Maria makes her return. Hooray! She didn't mention Minestrone once, and I'm upset. But her accent did make up for a good deal of it. <laughs> sure did. Her accent and her general confusion. Why is the Judge Dredd being so nice? I, I, and for not those was of you... He, not only was he being lenient, lenient by like ignoring crime... He was actually being a pleasant person. Yeah, which I want to get into that. I pinned that for later. I want to get into that. Um, items of technology of note: the suction gang, the the suction hose isn't it's really a like fucking, it's a it's fucking a vacuum. Acme fucking Looney Tunes bullshit. This is what goddamn uh, I don't who's a criminal in the Looney Tunes? Uh, Coyote. Wiley, Wiley Coyote. Yes, yeah, this is what Wiley Coyote does. Just just fucking steal Roadrunner eggs or some bullshit. Funny how you should mention the company Acme. <laughs> oh no. Hold on to that for a bit, okay? Put a pin in Acme. Put a pin in Acme. Um, there really isn't much technology on par on show here, um, other than the ricochet shot, which we've seen before. Mm -hmm. The uh, ship that can make it from the moon to the Earth in a day. It was, yeah, it was like it left an hour later. We don't really know what time of day he left, but I think we've had uh, established when he left. Actually, you know what? That's a really good question. One second. Um, when it's it says. It only takes, oh, half a day trip to the moon originally. Um, okay. And it was Kennedy Spaceport originally. Now it's the, now it's, what, was it, what did we say? Mega, Mega City Spaceport. Yeah. Um, so it was originally Kennedy's. Maybe it's a different airport. You Maybe. Don't know. But yeah, originally it was set as half a day trip to the moon. And now, and but for us, real life, uh, arguably worse, <laughs> it takes uh, three days to get to the moon. Right. Uh, by, via conventional means. Um, so. Women. For this thing, terrible slang, made up words, Judge Dredd one-liners. He must have gone moon crazy. <laughs> he must have gone moon crazy was a thing that got said. I don't know. I know that it's very hard living in the dystopic future where you have to work 10 hours a week that people go crazy and become footsies. 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 Um, I know it's really stressful. From Future Shock. Yeah. But the fact that, like, oh, you know, they must have gone crazy because they're on the moon. Like, do people just have no... Is there just, like, 
He must have had, he must have gone two weeks without eating chips and dip. He must have gone cheese crazy. Like, <laughs> is there just like, <laughs> is sour cream crazy? <laughs> it's like sour crazy. Do people just go crazy for any reason nowadays? Well, I mean, look at, look at, look at the real world and look at most of the things that, that go before, stir crazy. He's mm -hmm. going crazy because he's, you know, locked up. In a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's going stir crazy. He's going. I he can't. He's got cabin fever. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Same thing as so crazy. It's it's a thing that kinda really happened. Kinda. Kinda. Um, <laughs> the best line by far in this issue, by far though, is "Eat Judge Boot Lawbreaker." You could have just said "Eat Boot." Yeah, eat boot. No, he, he had to specify "Eat Judge Boot Lawbreaker." Eat Judge um, Boot Lawbreaker. World building. Judge Tex is appointed as permanent marshal of Luna One. Which is interesting. It is. It's bizarre in a couple of ways. Because, I mean, the previous... Whoever the previous marshal was did not appoint Judge Dredd. Which we can assume because probably the previous marshal died. Because he was... He, like, allowed things to get slack. Yeah. So maybe someone... Because Luna on, 1 was lawless. Well... It was rather lawless. Yeah. Um. So we can assume that, like, because the previous marshal died... No, the previous marshal wasn't available to appoint Judge Dredd. Right. Um, but it is interesting that Judge Dredd got to appoint Judge Tex. But you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. If if it's a if it's like a uh, a very old uh, uh, whatever thing that they did a lot to like we choose our judge at random or whatever, because they say they say something about him going to the moon early on about. It's your turn, or something like that. Well, I can pull it up real quick, because I think that... Which, I think he was not nominated, or, uh... Nope, that's the Luna 1 war. Luna 1... Oh, God. Was there ballista was, armor? So, uh, the Grand Council of Judges, that's, Office of the Triumvirate... That's right! ...is what appointed him. Um, and it's appointed as Judge Marshal for six months, um... Oh, also it said back then, International Lunar Treaty of 2061 divided a million square miles of the surface of the moon between the three great cities of North America. Uh, so, this is the first reference to Mega City 2. two. It so is. That, that did, You're did right. Happen. We did talk about this. So, it, it, uh, he was appointed by a grand council of judges. That's okay. what we know. Um, as to why he was appointed, we can assume it's because he's very good at his job. He's very, yeah, yeah. people know him. Yeah. Um, and they need something to, to rein in Luna 1. Yeah. Um, world building, this is an interesting thing. We've already mentioned this, but Mega City 1 has a population of 800 million people. But Judge Dredd views all of them as, as a potential, potential criminal. criminal. That's not, like, it's, I can understand, like, there's innocent people at risk. No, it's like, anyone could break the law. Like, it's, it's very, that's what's interesting to Judge Dredd about me. That was what was interesting. <laughs> yeah. When I first thought about Judge Dredd before I knew that Judge Dredd was this fucking mess. Yeah. Um, my very first interest with him was like, okay, to him the world is black and white. No matter what crime you do, it's a crime and you would punish. But he, it's not. He's like I'll, the definition of lawful neutral. Yeah. It really is. It's like not like I'm is... going to kill you for any minor crime. It's like we have a system and I'm going to follow that system to the T. He, he is literally like a paladin of a lawful neutral god. Yeah. That really is it. There's just the law. And that's what's... <clears throat> and then there's lawful evil, which I think is judge death, which is like any crime, death. Yeah. And I think that... I think a lawful good character... We, we're both D&D &D fans, if you can't tell. 
but a lawful good character wouldn't wouldn't enforce or would go easy on people in Who, certain circumstances. In cir- yeah, it was like, okay, um, I can see why they're breaking the law. Yeah. Instead of punishing them, I'm going to seek out a, a solution that helps them and the law. For example, the, if a guy throws himself off of a stratoscraper, I'm not going to sentence him to prison. Yeah, I'm going to say, hey, bud. Or, or penal code, penal servitude. It's like, you're going to help yeah, the guy. Yeah, so Judge Dredd, lawful neutral. Yeah. Um, also, this is the big thing I put a pin in that I want to talk to you about. This is our first time that we see Judge Dredd straight up smiling and happy. It's, the, yeah, it's my eerie. Question, my question is, does he enjoy the small break he gets on his walk from becoming being sworn in? Does he, like, is that freeing to him? Is he, like, actually enjoying himself? Or is he just enjoying seeing all the crime that he's going to stop? That's, I have to go with that second one. Really? I cannot see it any other way. He's just like, ah, this is he's this like, is going to be great to break this yeah, up. Yeah, he's looking at it, it's like, I'm going to have so much fun <laughs> when I am sworn in. Yeah. They're going to be so surprised. I'm doing the biggest flex. I am Big Dick Joe. I I, I think that's what we're supposed to get. I think that's what we're, we're, we're yeah. supposed to think the first, but come to, come to terms with the second. Of the yeah, because just like his thought process, everything he thinks, he's being so smug about it. And we know judges go crooked all the time. Yeah. So it would be easy for him to turn the other cheek and say, give, give Joe a little a little payback. <laughs> um, but no, he's he loves stopping crime. I think that um, an interesting like distinction between him and Batman, because they both get compared a lot between us and just everyone in the world. Right. Um, I think that looking at Batman in certain ways, because I I just this week for some reason I read Year One and uh, Dark Knight Returns. With the two, good. the two like the beginning and the end, beginning and the end, basically. the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah, I don't know why I have those two comics, and those are the only two Batman comics I have, but that's all I have. Um, and I got the impression Batman, it's not about upholding the law; it's about hurting people. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, it's not about Batman like, is all. <sighs> He wants to hurt people. It's he wants a, oh, to hurt I read people. something by 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 someone, Grant Morrison, about how Batman is always a reaction to being hurt, and their reaction is to hurt people who hurt him. Yeah. Anyone related to the people who hurt him. Anyone doing crime. Yeah. Um, but it's an interesting distinction between Judge Dredd and Batman that Judge Dredd, it's not about hurting people. It's about enforcing the law, which yeah. he loves to do. Yeah, it's, he doesn't want... <laughs> it's not that he hates lawbreakers. It's that he loves the law. Do we think he might be an adrenaline junkie? Like, he's always leaping off his he's bike. He's always jumping off his bike. Yeah, doing, doing the most hardcore shit. Yeah, and whereas Batman, it's not about upping the law. It's about getting revenge. Yeah, and hurting people. And hurting people. <laughs> um, one thing I, I did want to mention. We see that, and, and this is an interesting thing that I thought of uh, in, in reading this particular issue. We see Judge Dredd shoot a man in the jaw with a ricochet shot, but Dredd claims it's merely knocked him out, KO'd inside, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, three three criminals, my, three perps KO'd inside, take him downtown, Ricky. I'm hiding my screen. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm hiding my screen because I want to ask you this. When was the last time Judge Dredd killed a man in a comic, in, a, in an issue? How long has it been? I know the answer. Think back. When's the last time somebody does got killed Elvis by... Elvis count as a... No? Go for human. When's the last time a human was killed by Judge Dredd? And also, Elvis wasn't killed by Dredd. Uh, oh, the, the guys with the... the Corrodo guns. Corrodo guns. <laughs> uh, uh, the last person killed by Dredd had to have been before the moon. Mm-hmm. 
He didn't. That didn't, is true. He didn't kill the guy who got the ambush on him and the, the. Nope. He didn't even kill him. Nope. Because remember, he he got the drop on him. He shot like the gun out of his hand because he fake oh, gave you're up right. and joined the trash game. Yeah. That's right. Joe, <laughs> Joe Black. Working at getting fired from a trash gang. Um, um. God, who was the last person he killed? Uh. What happened? Was it one of the guys in the in the death race? No. Um, though. That is a good point. I will say there may have been a unnamed goon that got killed by him in the death race. But last. Uh, not qualified, but, but like uh, villain of the week kind of thing, or or named villain. Did he kill Mr. Eek? I do not believe he killed Mr. Eek, and that's a good. That's a Mr. Eek. Is that Mr. Biz? Yeah, Mr. Biz. That's right. Eek was your fast Eek and Joe Bananas and <laughs> Don Uggy Aplino. Aplino uh, of the Ape Gang. No, he went to their mother. He went to Uggy Aplino's mother. Uh, I got nothing. I don't know who the last person he killed was. Last person he killed was. Uh, former Judge Gibson. Really? Uh, uh, uh Beauty the Pig? Uh, Beauty the Pig, yes. Which was, uh, part two was issue 34. So that was, like, 20-some issues ago, Judge Dredd killed somebody. And it was a guy who was trying to die. Yeah, because, yeah. He didn't want to get arrested. He knew he was done for. He knew he was going to go to Titan, and, and it was going to be fucking brutal. Yeah. So, it has been a long time because they always say Judge Dredd is Judge Jury Executioner. Yeah, that's um, like the that's like the thing about judges. That's <laughs> the whole point of the judge system. Yeah, is but, to stop crime without uh, gumming up the works with all this paperwork and trials and such. Yep. Uh, the executioner part has systematically kind of been cut away. Yeah. Um, it's I think it was too dark for the times. And we're going to get a little bit into that with our last issue today. But th that being said, we just saw... Uh, how many people die on the moon because of the because of the, the synth... Uh, not synth the trank gas. Trank gas. It was 53,000 people. So it's like, they're going darker in one sense that a lot... The death toll is getting higher. But it's the bad guys who are doing it. But it's the it. bad guys who are doing it. Yep. So it interesting. is... It is interesting to think about. And I don't know where to go with it. Um, we're going to see some interesting notes about that today. Um, last but not least for world building, we've learned that it is illegal for ordinary citizens to take the law into their own hands. No, no vigilantes. Yeah, no vigilantes. No citizens arrests. My question is, how far does this go? If, like, if a man... If, if a young boy was being... Or, I'll take this. If a man was stealing candy from a baby... And another man went, stop it. Would Judge Red be like, you're interfering. You, you can, you're not. Would he arrest both of them? Would he arrest both of them? I don't know. <laughs> I think he might. He might. Yeah, Judge Judge Dredd probably would. He probably would. And it's kind of interesting to think about that, like, citizens can't. I mean, to what level can you defend yourself, even? It's. I it's uh, the more and more I think of this judge system, the more and more trouble it sounds like. <laughs> the more and more it sounds like. Not only do they, do they have this unbreakable judge during executioner uh, uh, system, but like they're also removing the rights and uh, uh, things that normal citizens can do. So they are slowly gaining more and more power over it, it's, it's everyone. It's scarily uh, uh, similar today. Um, last but not least, our death count. There is no dead as far as we can tell, though we see Judge Dredd shoot three lawbreakers in the back of the getaway vehicle from the uh, suction gang. None are confirmed no killed. No confirmed kills. So 
I'm leaving that blank for right now. Understandable. Is there anything else else in issue 58, Return to Mega City, that you want to bring up or that we didn't go over? The suction gang. The suction gang. It's the most Team Rocket fucking shit you've it's ever seen. It's fucking Wily e. Coyote. It really is. Uh, remember, I put a pin in the yeah, Acme Yeah, put a pin in Acme. Okay. Um, okay, so next issue we have is Firebug, issue 59. Um, this is, for all intents and purposes, our last canonical Judge Dredd comic in the Omnibus. Okay, okay shit. This is like the last wow. canonical one. We are I right there. I can't believe we did this. Um, well, we got and we're just getting started. started. Uh, it hasn't ended. <sighs> it's just began. Oh my god. The writing in this is so... I didn't... I did not say that. <laughs> Smartest man in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so... I, I can't stand that movie. Um, I'm excited about the new Batman movie. I'm yes, I'm it's excited good. too. We've talked, we've we've talked, talked about this off-camera, but we have talked about it. Well, I mean, we're still talking about it off-camera, but we are on microphone. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I gotta fuck with you. So, um, this issue of Judge Dredd came out April 15th, so next week, uh, in 1978. It is written by John Howard Wagner, uh, artist Mike McMahon again, and letters by Tom Frame. There's the, a lot going on here. The fuck is happening? There's a lot going on. Um, our first little panel, kind of like a vertical little window, mm -hmm. uh, it says it has a person screaming, wearing futuristic armor and a visor, mm -hmm. uh, and there's like explosions happening in the background and people on ledges looking over at him, and it says, fire, leap for your lives! And the guy says as he's running, The firebug has struck again! Oh, we got our title right away, firebug. He said the thing! He said the thing. Um, and then our next, the, the, the only like art we have over the next two pages is just madness. It's I'm gonna, just do, chaos. Do your best, do your best. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's very invocative of, uh, what was that one panel with all the judges fighting the cars? Where it was just madness on panel. Uh, Way back, like Elvis, Elvis part, part one or two. Yeah, yeah. Elvis part two. It's just uh, uh, two pages of action. Yeah. Where okay, so it's like a we're at like an angle. We can see the top of the of the skyscraper, and there are people, and they're jumping with uh, parachutes. Um, so. I'm gonna read the the. And there are people like just on balconies, jumping out of windows. There's fire everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's screaming. <laughs> Close up of these, and they're colliding in midair and everything because it's <laughs> uncoordinated and, and this chaos. Guy, this guy's face. Yeah, is that's like super close. That up. dude's face close. Oh! Oh! It's just super close up to his mouth. Of, oh! You can see like the stubble up his nose. Oh my god. His individual teeth and fucking. But people are like deploying these kind of mini parachutes that you hold with a ring. Yeah, these little weird handheld parachutes. The narrative text says, "Fire was a deadly danger in the in Mega City One. From the mile high stratoscrapers, there was only one escape: glide shoot." So, glide shoot. Glide shoots. Uh, so, so that's those little parachutes. Yep, that's what those are. And uh, someone is yelling as they're, like, hitting someone else midair. Oh, yeah, as they collide midair. Uh, I'll have you read that if you'd like. Be careful, you fool! Where were you during glide shoot practice? <laughs> I haven't seen you during elf practice. I wasn't? That's it's an old fucking, like, claymation oh, God. Santa Claus movie. What? Is, is the, is, it's not the, the 
Rudolph the reindeer one, is it? It's not that one, but... It, or is it the one with the, the, the elf, the, the creepy weird elf? The little elves, yeah. Uh, and they're like the guy who... The elf who wasn't very good at being an elf. The Misfit Toys. Are, the Isle of Misfit Toys. Yep. Pretty sure that was it was that one. Could uh, be wrong. That but. guy. I don't know his name, but I know who we're, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but like just. Did you ever find claymation creepy as a kid? Yes, I did. And what's really weird is my mom was a really big fan of it. So every Christmas we'd watch like You're Without a Santa Claus and like The Little Drummer Boy, and I didn't hate it. In fact, I kind of enjoyed it, especially Without a Santa Claus. Good musical numbers. Yeah. But it, I was always a, like ten percent unnerved. I really appreciated. Um, Nightmare for Christmas. That didn't scare me. The one that creeped me out was uh, James and the Giant Peach for some reason. Oh, yeah. You remember that fucking movie? I do. I was I'm thinking about that. I'm not afraid of you! <laughs> I'm not afraid of you! Such a fucking weird... Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spicer! Oh, my God! You remember their names? I could not... I'm like... Were those women in drag? Were those men in drag? I don't I, remember. I think they were just ugly women. Aww. Ugly British women. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry if anyone of her. I don't know who those actresses were or actors, I, but. I don't remember. Aunt Sponge! Oh my god. That'd be our best uh, Halloween costume that pairing would if be, we dude. ever did that. Oh my you and god! I, yeah! Aunt dude. Sponge and Aunt Spicer would be hilarious for us to go and drag as that for a party or something. I shit. could watch James and the. Because part of it was live action too. Yes, it went from live action. It was so, very much um, the Page Master. The Page style. Master, yeah. I was thinking who from Roger Rabbit, but it's more in terms of the Page Master because that's all animated in the middle. Yeah, you go into the you go into the animated or claymation world and come back out the other side, having changed, right? Yes. Um, little bit of a diversion, time yeah. wise. We uh, people are dying. Um, people are dying, and here we are talking about Ant Sponge. Yeah. I don't know how we got here. It's, it was a it was a journey. It, yeah, it was it. a long walk. Let's um, go back to this comic. <laughs> our next panel shows uh, the crowd below. We have firefighters in the scene spraying something at the probably water or foam at the yeah. fire. We have a crowd of people looking on. Judge Dredd is sitting in some kind of like. It looks like fucking. It looks like. Like Goddamn. a hover chair? Yeah, Professor X's hover chair yeah, from the looks, 90s. It's not his bike. No. Very much not his bike. Where is his bike? I we don't know. We've seen him steal a rookie's bike, and now he has this chair. Um, But no, actually, we see like there's a robotic arm with a with a microphone coming up to his face. Oh, so maybe okay. he's like... He's like yeah, he's like directing the, the, the um, firefighting operation. And it says the narrative text, controlling the rescue oh. operation, Mega City's top lawman, Judge Dredd. And... Judge Dredd is pointing to the crowd. Look out, you people! Flamer coming down! Look above the uh, look above the crowd for me, real quick, quick, PK. You can tell what's going on here. What do you see just above the crowd? Oh my <laughs> God! Oh, dude, that guy is on fire and falling into the like. They look so indifferent about it. Yeah, they're like there's no one looking up in this fucking crowd. There's a there's a guy mm. coming into frame. Completely on fire, screaming. screaming at the top of his lungs. Aye! As he dies, he's about to hit the pavement from a mile up. There are three, four judges, looks like, standing around this crowd. Yep. Looking outward. No one looking up. <laughs> up. At the at the half of a flaming body. Yeah. Um, I will... Uh, I'll wow, have to dude. Describe the next panel for me, PK. Keep going. So, okay. Yeah. This is, uh, this is something, all right. Uh, <laughs> um... So it's the crowd of people. This time we were like, the camera was like, the point of view is from the middle of the crowd looking outward. Mm -hmm. um, as the man lands, dead middle of the crowd, and we see people, some of them hurt, some of them indifferent. This guy looks like, this guy in the bottom right, uh, right above the bottom right. Yep. Is that guy say 
Chiv Babe? What's it say on his shirt in the bottom left? It says uh, Chiv Babe. Weird choice, but okay. <laughs> um, the guy right above him right on his shirt looks kind of like Sandman from Neil Gaiman. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. He's got like one visible eye and long black hair. Yep. Um, but um, the but it's, it's like the man not only dives, he, fu- he fucking, he fucking like, he's like planking. It's, it's like vertical. Head- it's like pure straight down diver. Like into the pavement. Yeah, like just completely vertical, and I think, but upside down. I think we see like gore, and him just <laughs> just into the crowd, just boom. yeah. Um, and Judge Dredd is in the far background on that hover chair with the microphone. Get some foam on those people, quick, because he's like <laughs> he's lighting people on fire. Yeah, he needs some milk. Um, and we have in the crowd for some reason. Walter the Wobot. <laughs> and he is saying, yeah, he is holding, he's handing uh, what looks like a sandwich to another judge. Oh, okay, yeah, it is a sandwich. I and, thought it was like a, that's almost like a pitcher of water or something. And he's saying, put out fire. <laughs> um, and he's saying to this judge, Oh my fucking god. <laughs> go for I'm it. I'm Judge Dredge Wobot. Please give these sandwiches to him. He must keep up his, he must keep his strength up. So, Judge Walter's still out there. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> He's still out there looking out for his best friend, Judge Dredd. Read the room. Um, so, uh, we're going to have... You know what? We're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question at the end of this page. Don't let me forget. Okay. Um, our next panel is just a two little, like, two judges talking to each other. Yeah. One of which we can assume is Judge Dredd. We can't tell much about the other judge, but it says in the narrative text... It, it was... was oh, go ahead. Okay. It was late into the night before the fire was brought under control. By then, hundreds had died. God. And one of the other judges is saying to Judge Dredd, "It's the work of the firebug for. It's the work of the firebug for sure, Dredd. His tenth, mmm, delicious sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I had it. <laughs> you gotta, dude, you gotta brace yourself for this shit. Wow, it could show up anywhere. Brace yourself." For sure, Dredd. His his tenth. Mmm, delicious sandwiches. I'm relying on you to find him before he has the whole city in ashes. And Dredd, <laughs> Dredd says, There are 800 million people in this city, Chief Judge. So it's actually the Chief Judge. We can't really tell. It's yeah, very far the, away. Yeah, the, the skin looks a little sloppy here. Yeah. Things we, look a little... Uh, we can't quite tell. It's a little in shadow. <laughs> that's, that's not... I did not think it was... I would have given the... the, the the, the chief, chief judge was because mm, delicious sandwich. Because the chief justice is this hard, like not uh, what's his? What we compare him to? It was like uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin looking motherfucker, just like the slick back hair, yeah, the gaunt face, yeah, the 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 high the high pointed cheekbones, yeah, the no nonsense look. It's hard to imagine like mm, mm, delicious sandwich, delicious sandwich. <laughs> I wonder if he uses like synthamarge sandwiches or some shit. Um, I'm assuming it's Walter's sandwich. I, it is Walter's sandwich, I assume. Um, but J- Judge Dredd responds: There are 800 million people in this city, Chief Judge. Finding one nut who gets his kicks out of starting fires is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Um, and now we have Dredd returned to his apartment, but his sleep was fitful. And we see kind of, like, in the background, people screaming and, like, burning alive. Yeah. Um, as he thinks about, like, the horrors that he's seen today. Yeah, the the men. I mean, that would... Uh, hundreds of died. It weigh heavily on anyone. I mean, it's not 52,000 people, but it's it's, it's a lot. Hundreds mm. of people is rough. 
But we haven't seen Judge Dredd deal with, like, mental trauma ever. That's true. So he has is... had some kind of PTSD, right? I mean, maybe not. Maybe he's just like, remember, remember those people who died. Pretty mm -hmm. awesome. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, Good night. Fi Firebug. One maniac loose in the city. But who? Who? As he thinks to himself angrily. Yeah. Um, but we see Judge Dredd is, like, sitting, or, like, in a chair, I imagine. And Walter is coming up behind him with a typical, like, um, what's it called? Like a, a silver serving tray? Serving like the tray platter with, with the dome on top? Yep, he's pulling off, the, and there is a paper on it that's on fire. Dredd's robo-servant, Walter, woke his lawman at 7 a.m. Why is this paper on fire? <laughs> Go ahead and read Walter's dialogue. Maybe we'll learn. Good morning, Judge Dredd. Today is the anniversary of the day Walter won his freedom papers. So it's been a year since the Robot Rebellion. It has been a year since the Robot Rebellion. Uh, and Walter has a surprise for you. Can you read what it says on the papers? It's it's actually Freedom Walt. Yep. He's, freedom Walter. Oh, it's like his. It's like his, his. He's burning his freedom papers. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Aren't you like the second robot ever, or the first, first robot ever to first robot ever to be awarded Walter freedom. the robot? And he assigned himself to Judge Dredd immediately. Now, PK, pause before you read on. Before you read on, what? Where is this going? We were looking for the firebug. Where is this going to go? Uh, because he burned the papers. Judge Dredd's going to assume Walter's up to no good again. Ooh. And then he's going to see Walter uh, driving a cab. Again. <laughs> again? Okay, okay. Fair, fair guess. You know what? You're not terribly off. Uh, it's probably the craziest Or Walter has started all these fires by accident. The deaths of hundreds is on his fucking <laughs> hand now, through his own stupid incompetence. Would this be the last we see of Walter because just he's been causing fires on accident? That would be interesting. That would be good writing. Judge Trevor have to like fucking execute him in, the, in, in front of everybody. One single tear down his face. Walter, you... I'm sorry. It'd be interesting. It would be. That's not gonna happen. That's not what's gonna happen. Um... So, our next panel shows Walter handing Judge Dredd a piece of paper that says, Deed of Ownership, Walter. And he is saying to Judge Dredd, as Dredd is just grimacing teeth, teeth showing, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's furious. As a, token of as a token of Walter's love and respect for you, Walter has burnt his freedom papers and had these deeds drawn up. Um, go ahead, keep going. Oh, uh, no, he, uh... No, it's it's it's, it's Dreadnecks. Like, oh, it is. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think it's Walter. I think oh, okay. it's Walter. Okay, you now own Walter. <laughs> Look, stock Lock. and circuits. Lock, or, stock and circuits. Lock, stock and circuits. Ownership deeds. Drop it, you stupid robot. And now we see Judge Dredd just like yelling at Walter, just like yeah, yelling just him, laying down. into him. Yeah. It's not enough to worry about this firebug case without you on my back. I get it through your, get it through your thick circuits. I didn't ask for your ownership deeds, and I don't want them. Now get out of here and leave me to think. As Walter, who started to leak again, uh, on the edges of leaking oil, yeah, on the yeah. screen. Yes, Judge Dredd. And now we see Walter is like got his papers curled up in his hand, and he's yeah. walking away from Dredd. Dredd has his arms on his side, looking on disapprovingly from the background. Oh my god. Walter says, Walter is... Walter is sorry to have troubled you with this miserable... <laughs> you gotta be ready for it. With this miserable life, he won't bother you again. And Dredd thinks to himself as he watches Walter walk away, 
I was a bit rough on him. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready this time. Just, just a little bit. I was a bit rough on him. I was a bit rough on him. But ownership deeds? Ownership deeds? Hey, wait a minute. Maybe Walter's giving me a clue to this firebug case. So, Walter's... Every damn time. Yep. It's the typical, like... Pinky, do you know what you've done? <laughs> it's 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 the Doctor House. They even like make fun of it in the in the in the show house. Like when he always comes, like, something happens, and he comes, he gets like the weird clue, the the clue that fits the weird medical mystery. Very esoteric little bit of line yeah. that suddenly fits the thing. The, the, the Christmas uh, the one I can remember specifically was a Christmas episode, which is something talking about hanging chandelier. And he goes hey, chandelier, and he remembers the person's only having these attacks when they're standing up. Because their heart is has uh, uh, long aortas or whatever, and it, the hanging heart is causing their their trauma. When they're laying down, they're perfectly fine. Huh. And at one point in the show, uh, it happens, and someone says, you're about to run out of here and solve a mystery, aren't you? <laughs> it's his Watson does it, basically. The character's Watson. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot with that character. Um, but no, that, that's very much what's happening. Yeah. My favorite version of that is the is the Pinky and the Brain version, where Pinky, like, brain, Brain's always like, Pinky... Are you pondering what I'm pondering? And then Pinky always... Yeah, but where are we going to get colossus in our size, Brain? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Brain, but where would we, how would we get an elephant in the peanut butter jar? Yeah. And it's like, no, Pinky, you blithering idiot. <laughs> um, so Judge Dredd is now getting on the radio to talk to Command. Maybe this fireball isn't a random nut. Maybe. Dredd to control. Get on to public records office and see who owns the deeds to the fireball properties. I'm coming in. Oh, okay. So, so now we're thinking it's uh, insurance. That's and I mean, I don't know how people didn't put it together that it was only one person. Only one. Well, this guy was so many skyscrapers in the city. I, I don't. That's I, true. Eight hundred million people. There's millions of buildings. I, I so, assume. So yeah, maybe no one pulled up the record saying, "Oh, this guy owns this, this, this." Okay, I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, um, we see. You, uh, it's a comic. So, Someone had to be doing that paperwork. Someone's got to be looking at this. Uh, we see it is a comic book. You're right. We are looking at it pretty hard. We see a side profile of the chief judge. This is how I know him. Yeah. Not Wrinkles and lines. Not even eating a sandwich. No, he's just, just like his grimace has been chiseled into his face. Yeah, dude. Look at that frown. The arch is so. Mwah. It's it's just, a fucking. It's like the, a. What's a? It reminds me of a Muppet, the 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 hawk Muppet guy, you know. Oh, uh, uh, the the American Sam the American Eagle. Yes, that's I who. I love that dude. The, the, it reminds you of that, basically. Like the, the 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 brow has never yeah. stopped being creased. Yeah. He's looking on, and Judge Dredd's in the background talking to him. The Chief Judge was waiting for Dredd at Justice Central, and I'll have you read for him. You struck pay dirt, Dredd. The, the buildings all. <laughs> Go for it. Ah, that name. The buildings all belong to a. Mr. Chuck McCracken. He's been in financial <laughs> trouble lately. The insurance money would get him out of it. Now all we've got to do is prove it. I'll have McCracken hauled in. <laughs> Damn it, Ch Mr. Chuck McCracken. Chuck McCracken. Brother to Phil McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking why? Why terrible names? It's so undercut. I mean, you know, it's just it's just the fucking... It's just the, the fucking Bofa and... And... <laughs> It's so, it's so bad though. Sock on of the of the of the seventies. Yeah, because um, you can sock on both of these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that 
Lika, Lika my dick. Um, <laughs> Do you want to look some sock on? Maybe some bofa? <laughs> um, What's sock on? What's bofa? You can sock on both of these nuts. God damn it. What is that from? Uh, just fucking... Uh, just internet? Yeah, just like, there was a guy, uh, uh, a semi-famous YouTuber who, who would do that over and over again. God. And then it just caught on like wildfire. Much like, uh... Mr. Phil McCracken. Firebug here. Chuck McCracken. Chuck McCracken. McCracken was brought in, and we see Judge Dredd grimacing in the in the foreground. Dude, look at these. Look at these. Look at this uh, cinematic parallels right here. It's really look good. Look at this. That I know a spoiler about these two, and now I'm seeing it. Oh yeah, I think I do as well. I think I know this as well. Um, <laughs> God. But we see the the same kind of profile shot of Judge Dredd with the, yeah. the signature grimace. Again, that that that. Frown, that perfect fucking arch. With the, the pointed square chin. And a guy who looks pretty... Uh, Oily, greasy. He looks like a guy who would try to sell you the, the Brooklyn Bridge in the 1930s. <laughs> sell you the Brooklyn Bridge, huh? You know, yeah, you remember, it was a it was like a thing. Um, it was a thing? Okay, so... What's it from? Uh, okay, so I know it from American Tale. Oh my god, and American like, Tale. You know, they would have they would have people come to America. They would have uh, immigrants come to America. Yep. And they're like, ah, oh, that Brooklyn Bridge, I'll sell it to you for a dollar. Just, just you, you know, dollar. you know, boss tweed con men. Yeah. And it, it happened in real life, so much to the point of it made it into media. Wow, that's I did not know it was that popular, and, and I haven't seen American Tale in a long time. Oh man, I like all the uh, Don Booth movies. Not all, because there's always a troll in Central Park and Quest for Camelot. What's wrong with a troll in Central Park? I love that movie. When I was a kid, I haven't watched it in a very long time. It's, don't, probably, ter it's probably terrible. If you want to keep the good memories of it, don't watch it again. <laughs> it's, it hasn't aged well. You can watch We're Back a Dinosaur Story. You can oh my god! <laughs> Roll back the rock. Roll. Turn back the clock. Brain drain. My brother Screw Eye, <laughs> Professor Screw Eye. You gotta get back. Holy shit! Oh my. Okay, going yeah, down we, the we, biggest we, tunnel. <laughs> this guy is walking up. Who looks like someone who would sell you the Brooklyn the Bridge? Brooklyn Bridge. Just grimy, nasty looking dude. This, yeah, this. He looks like a con man. And Dr Judge Dredd is saying to him, as a couple of like security guys are in the background looking on. Mm -hmm. Before you say anything, citizen, let me say that I believe you set fire to your own buildings in order to collect insurance money. And I'm going to have you read the rest of Judge Dredd's line. I'm sorry. <laughs> that machine in there will remove the top layer of your skin from your entire body. We're going to test it. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing good until you started laughing. I'm sorry. I can't help it. Try it again. Get the whole line out. I'm sorry. You, you have to read. The hell you have to read this line of dreads. I'm sorry. That machine in there will remove the top layer of skin from your entire body. We're gonna test it for traces of fire-raising chemicals. <laughs> so the the judges have a machine that you told me about this too. Why would the judges have a machine that removes a layer of skin? Yeah, removes a person's entire layer of skin. Um, oh my God. And now we see this man being like accosted by these two guards in the background, like drug into a room and carried bodily. Yeah. And he's saying, "That's ridiculous! You you can't do this to me." I'm sorry, I took that line. Uh, Judge Redra, however, is saying, "I can and I will, under the authority granted to me by the Reasonable Grounds for Suspicion Act of 2086, oh, take him away." Oh no, that's hitting a little close. This is like. This is getting to like New York levels of like this, racial profiling. This dystopian 
comic this is saying things that make me go, that happened to that kind of happening. None of that has happened already. Um, <laughs> the Reasonable Grounds of Sus- for Suspicion Act. Yeah. Even can, the wording sounds similar. And, and they can, they can under Reasonable Grounds for Suspicion, get that man's skin. <laughs> Just like, there's, there's shitty things and then there's like confiscating someone's skin. Um, yeah. And our next panel, I'm gonna have you describe because uh, holy shit, uh, he is strapped down to this uh, this bed. It's like a, a mad uh, kind of an anti masturbation panel, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the the, the, Christ, <laughs> the good Christian anti masturbation cross. Yeah, um, I love that. Shit. As there are fucking saws and blades, had all these terrifying mechanical hands it all of, around him. It's like the thing from Star Wars, like what, like uh, that torture droid. It reminds me of that. It also reminds me of, like, the squiddies from Matrix, just mm. with lots of blades everywhere. Yeah! Or, um, if you've ever played Warhammer 40k, the Canoptic Spiders from the Necrons, which is my army of choice. Yeah, um, it's, and there's, like, and that only, it's on the bed, there's, like, a, a one hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, this orb with these two saws and these... Um, oh, it looks really then, fucked up, but there's just a million blades everywhere from these, like, little robot Yeah, there's bodies. one on the bottom of his foot. They're, like, cutting off his shoes, like, cutting yeah. his clothes off. Um... And he's just yelling, Aah! and one of the guys who's running the machine is like pressing a button on the wall, and he says, Stop screaming. We haven't even touched you yet. Oh, I like the voice for that one. Um, our next panel. He looks like a creep. Yeah, yeah. Our next panel shows that same creep wheeling out um, a mummy in a chair looking very sad. Oh, shit. That's, that's, that's McCracken, isn't it? The process only lasted minutes. Soon, and we see they're wheeling him out in front of Judge Dredd, and the creepy guy says, We got him cold. Analysis of the skin shows trace amounts of a petrol-based fire razor. That term, fire razor, they use a different term now. Accelerant? Accelerant or a... Like a fire accelerant or something like that. Maybe a catalyst of some kind. Yeah, because I've heard the term fire accelerant before. Yeah, Uh, not a fire razor. Right, not a fire razor or... What did you call it before? I think they said fire, fire raising, raising. Fire raising chemicals, yeah. yeah. I think it's a British term. Um, Dredd responds, Charles Q. McCracken, I find you guilty on 10 counts of arson and 718 accounts of homicide. Have you anything to say? To which the guy responds uh, with a pop-out panel just of his, like, mummified head. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, I thought not. Take him away. Is he like, it's like he's, say, is he like, he's like muttering, he can't talk, so that's what he's saying. He's not, he's not going, ah, oh, sheesh. <laughs> that's what I thought. Sheesh. I, I, um, maybe, possibly. If I'm, I'm going to assume it's he can't articulate or say anything. <laughs> and we see him, uh, McCracken being like pushed away, wheeled away by that creepy guy, and the chief justice is coming and talking to Judge Dredd on his, on his, uh, on his shoulder. <laughs> Go ahead. Good work, Dredd. Take the rest of the day off. You've got a lot of sleep to catch up on. Okay. Nighty night, son. Now, this is the second time. <laughs> Nighty night, son. Would you like me to read you a little bedtime story? Now, here's your a head question. in Papa's lap. Here's a question. Don't look at the next page. We have two more pages to go. Yes. What? What are, where are we? Where are we going from here? We still have Walter, who's in a bad mood. Uh, or we could. We've caught the firebug. He is apprehended. He is guilty as charged. Uh, it could be two pa- two pages of, of like just. 
Nine penalties for dread sleeping in bed. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would make for good reading, but possible. Uh, Sounds like some Grant Morrison print. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this much. You're closer on your guess with Walter. I'm Where? going to assume it's, it's Judge Dreadming and with Walter's like, Walter, I signed your adoption papers. You're my son now. Let's find out how close you get. Um, our next panel shows Judge Dredd coming home to his apartment, all these futuristic like chairs and like uh, furniture going on. Yeah. But the lights are clearly off. Okay. Um, the weary lawman returned to his apartment. Because remember, Walter woke him up at 7 a.m. Yeah, you're right. Or maybe it was 1 a.m., I forget. It looked it looked like a 7 or a Yeah, one. you're right, because he did wake him up. Yeah, it might have been 1 a.m. It's hard to tell. I think it's a 7. It might be 7. Because why would he wake him up at 1 a.m. for... That's a why? It's not an emergency, uh, um, I guess. But he's... Uh, he's kind of stupid. Dredd comes home and, and the lights are off. Walter, I'm home! Walter! Now where the heck... Hmm... A note on the table. I love that narration. So I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna. I better have, explain to the audience what's going on. We have a close-up of this note that is being held in Judge Dredd's hand with his big thumb. It is written by Walter. I'm gonna have you read it in Walter's, uh, Walter's speak. It is also written, written in Walter's lisp. Written with Walter's lisp. So not only does he speak in a lisp, he, he writes, writes in, in it. a lisp. So I'm gonna have you read it. Go ahead. Power through. <laughs> Dear Judge Dredd, if Walter cannot be your robot, there is no need for him to go on living. <laughs> Power through, damn it! Walter has decided to find a tall building and throw himself off. The humble robot is grateful for the few brief, precious moments you allowed him to spend with you. Yours always, Walter. P.S. There is a nice gold twinkle pudding in the fridge. To which Judge Dredd responds, Oh, Drock! So, Walter, Walter has decided to commit suicide, basically. Yeah. Um, We've precious moment. And he's got, like, three little X's, like, kisses. Yeah. Um, I love the... <laughs> there's no reason for him to go on living and th he can throw himself off a building. Find um, a tall building and throw himself off. So... Dread put out an immediate call to the emergency services, and we see him coming up to, like, a... He's outside now, coming up to, like, a police vehicle of some kind. Not a... Not judges again, but, like, police. Right, yeah. It says police on the side. Uh, and one of them is saying to Judge Dredd... Climb aboard, Judge. One of our patrols has spotted a robot on the Wingler building. So... Wingler. I'm gonna have you describe our next panel real quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Judge Dredd isn't. You can see the vehicle in the background, but in the foreground, you can see on, uh, what I'm assuming is the top of the Wengler building. Yep. Walter is chained to the Lawmaster motorcycle. Yep, he's chained himself to the bike. As he's like on the ledge of the building. Uh, goodbye, cruel world. There he is, as they're like they're yeah. flying oh, in the, the background. Oh, there Soon, not far away. <laughs> And Walter is preparing to kill himself. Um, so now we see the the perspective changes, looking out of like the flying the, vehicle. Yeah, the floating, the floating, the flying emergency vehicle. And Judge Dredd is yelling out to Walter, "Walter, stop! I didn't mean to be so rough." To which Walter responds, "Oh my God! Come on, you got this, Judge Dredd. You, you mean you?" Oh, 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 quite the bike! Which as is, it's tumbling <laughs> off the ledge. He, like, ra wait, raises his, his hands, hands to wave. wave at Dredd and loses 
his grip on the bike, which is... <laughs> so the bike and him are going to go off the building. And our next panel shows the bike plummeting towards, uh, like, the ground of a skyline with Walter chained to it. And uh, he is yelling as he falls. <sighs> Goodbye, Judge Dwed. Walter, love you. Walter, love you. <laughs> Walter, love you. Goodbye, Judge Dwed. Walter, love you. Get the net out fast. As we can see, like, uh, remember a rescue net? They have, like, rescue nets oh, to catch people yeah. in those things. That's how they caught Dread uh, originally. In the... Uh, Robot Wars. And yeah, Robot with, Wars. The, with the heavy metal kids destroying the Skyway. Um, No, that was after oh, you right. blew up the big oil tanker You're thing. right. Yep. I'm thinking, yeah. Nope, it's close, though. You're very close. Um, the hover bus, interesting thing, made it just in time. And we see the net catching both the bike and Walter. Crang, clang, as they go crashing into it. And one of the uh, uh, drivers says to Judge Dredd, Some damage there, Judge. We'd better get him to the robo-clinic. And now we see Judge Dredd looking on as uh, machines are being, like, lowered to help Walter out. And someone's like, uh, we assume, like, a, a hospital scene for robots, basically. Yeah. Two hours later, Dredd called at the robo-clinic. As, called as in he. He showed He's, up. Yeah, people come a-calling. Yeah. Uh, and as Walter is being soldered on and then fixed. Hello, Judge Dredd. Walter is very sorry for all the trouble he has caused you. To which Dredd responds, And so you should be. No robot of mine is going to behave in that ridiculous manner ever again. So. <laughs> as Walter, like, in his hospital bed, like, sitting up weakly, as they, like, have oil and shit. <laughs> yeah. Robot of yours? You, you mean... That's right. I'm filing these deeds of ownership today. The next time you step out of line, it'll be the robot auctions for you. And our last panel here shows Walter looking into the camera, all bright and sparkly, yeah. looking 100% fixed, yeah. saying, Oh, Judge Dredd, you've made Walter the happiest robot in the world! And so ends issue 59, Firebug. Um, it says, next prog, the cursed earth. So it's, it's happening, dude. We're going to talk about that. Um, but first we have to get in to, two weeks. Yeah. In two weeks. We're going to get to that. Um, so looking back in retrospect, settings and places, the only real places we see are the inside of Judge Dredd's apartment for the most part. And the streets of Mega City one and the top, the roof of the Wangler building, the roof of the Wangler building, which is a weird name. Um, characters, we got Chuck Q. McCracken, or Charles Q. McCracken. Yeah, just a, um, just a one-note, sleazy, firebug. sleazy slumlord who wants to, who in financial trouble, wants to burn down his buildings, collect the insurance money. And isn't, isn't adverse to killing 718 people. No. Which is fucking horrifying. Yeah, well, how could someone <clears throat> kill, uh, that many people for that much money? I would do it for less. Uh, I don't know how much money you got. No, I'm joking. Um... <laughs> Item technology of no. We have glide chutes, portable parachute gliders that could be deployed in case of fire in a stratoscraper. I've thought about Cyberpunk for a long time. I've thought about how do you deal with buildings on a massive scale, which really can't exist because of the square cube law. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but how would you deal with something like collapsing? Where are some possible solutions? And that seems like one of them. It, um... It definitely does. I don't know how safe they would be 
just because there's like there's it's literally like a ring you're hanging on. Yeah, to. you're holding on to this handheld parachute. If it was kept in your clothing on, on your back or something, but even then you have to worry about mid-air collisions, crashing into another building. Flying cars! Flying cars. Which are a common thing. But I can't think of a better solution how to deal with a mile-high building collapsing. Yeah, and or then just on fire, or yeah. Or just on fire. I mean, it's a serious problem. It's a problem with today's... Uh, uh, Society. Yeah, with a building the size that we have today. Oh, uh, God, yeah. And I can only imagine that multiplied by ten... What do you do then? Yeah, clearly a lot of people still died, even though the, though that technology is uh, regularly accessible. Um, though I think it goes in in theme of like the danger being dangerous for no good reason and like just like silly, yeah, silly and dangerous. It does you know? seem a bit cartoonish. It they does. They have to hold on to these these parachutes. Yeah. Um, I they, mean, go for it. I just, yeah, just from like uh, uh, an, an, an engineering point of view, why not have it strapped to your wrist or something? Something a little more safe. Yeah, <laughs> not something you have to grip onto. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, why don't you just wrap it around your neck and then just jump? You know, let's see what happens. Um, the big technology note for this issue is clearly, though there is no ga- name given to the machine, uh, the skin removing robot that the judges employ is truly horrific. My question is. Does it need to remove all of your first layer of skin in order to, to test find for certain trace chemicals? amounts of a fire of a flame accelerant? Wouldn't just like the skin of your hands be enough? Because you clearly handled it. <laughs> like again, this is like this is another weird acne product, but a little a bit darker. Like it's it is clearly like dangerous dark technology. Yeah, that's meant to be silly and also dangerous. The top layer of your skin. Like think about this. It's literally peeling away skin off like the, the like your butthole and your balls, like oh, shit. Like, it's literally yeah. taking knives to that shit. Like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. Yeah. That's uh, really fucked up. Um, I don't know why that that's necessary. There are multiple ways to do this better. I mean, wouldn't a swab of some kind make sense? Yes. <laughs> but like, no, we're gonna we're gonna instead remove all your skin. I mean, it's a, <clears throat> it's. Uh... It's a sure way to make sure they find what they're looking for. Yeah. It's it's a lot of violations of... It's one of those things like, we're going to rip the head off of Billy Jones and because we think he's a robot. Yeah. It's like... It's like, if there's 1% of fire accelerant on you, you're guilty, and this way we're casting a large net. Yeah. Um, terrible slang made up words Judge Red one-liners. My favorite line this issue is Walter is sorry for troubling you with his miserable wife. That's a pretty good line. Uh, it's so pathetic. It's I'm so a little, good. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of this last one here. It's the, it's the you've made Walter the happiest robot in the world. Like a marriage proposal. It's so cute. Um, And then the, the sheesh <clears throat> that the bad guy gives like, yeah! What do you have to say sheesh. to yourself? Like, uh, you were accused of murdering almost a thousand people. What do you have to say for yourself? Sheesh. That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. World building. Uh, Walter burns up his freedom papers that he was awarded during the Robot Wars in exchange for servitude under Judge Dredd. He sure did that. No longer a free robot. Um, the Reasonable Grounds for Suspicion Act of 2086 mm-hmm. gives judges the right to remove a person's top layer of skin in the pursuit of justice. Dude, what if they're wrong? You just... <laughs> 
It'll grow back. You just removed this all of this man's skin. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's pretty funny and fucked uh. up. Um, world building, Walter the Wobot is also able to drive Judge Dredd's bike for some reason? Drive it? Oh, did he, like, carry it up the entire Star Scraper? I mean, a Strato Scraper. Stra they're now Strato Scrapers, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. Um, also, robot auctions are a thing, because we know there's a Robo Pound. Ooh, we assume that is... Robo auctions are a thing. This is getting a little... What? I just, I... Oh, selling people? Kind yeah, of thing? yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of the connotation. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. Um... And then last but not least, our death count this issue. A man falls to his death from the Stratos Scraper into the crowd below. We can assume he is one of the 718 that, uh, that are confirmed killed in the 10 different arson attacks by the Firebug, a.k.a. Chuck McCracken. Chuck McCracken. Chuck McCracken. Um, so, yeah. Who had one line. <clears throat> Sheesh. Uh, oh, he, he did say, you can't do this to me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, he was protesting while, before his skin was removed. As someone would. I mean, it does seem like something someone would do. Question is, is there anything else you want to go over in this comic before we go to our last little special treat, this issue? <laughs> a little nut. It's, it's, it's getting weirdly dark, but weirdly cartoony. It really is. 718 dead in one issue. But <laughs> this man who has had his skin removed. Yeah. Uh, there's a <clears throat> net on a little rope, on a little arm hanging off of this, of this floating van. It's the weird... We're taking this it's direction a, to something I'm slightly familiar with, but it's closer, but not what I know. It's a lot of juxtaposition between, like, silly cartoony and then, like, gruesome and terrifying in a way. Yeah. It's and weird. I, and when I think of Judge Dredd, when I thought of Judge Dredd... When we thought of Judge Dredd before we I thought of this... Not down to... Well, slightly... Closer to Earth than this. I mean, my biggest impression was 2012. 2012 Dread. Yeah. yeah. Which, Same. In my opinion, I fucking loved, and that's what got me yeah. into Judge Dread. And that's that's now what we're dealing with. Because no. that is no, no, no. more. That's the Batman begins. That's the Christopher Nolan Judge Dread. Gritty. It's down to earth. It's just. It's it's. Uh, it's gritty, dirty, down to earth. It's dystopian. Yep. It's crowded. Yeah. It's it's brutal. It's dirty. Here we have a, a, a robot with a lisp jumping off a building chained to a bike and there are ape gangsters. And it's kind of a, kind of a, uh, or the, the, at least the relationship between Walter and Judge Dredd is kind of a marriage in some weird way. Yeah, it's a it's weird, so I weird. like, it's, it's weird, but I like you, but I'm gonna be, I gotta be a tough hard ass. <laughs> um, is there anything else you wanted to, uh... No, just that we're taking baby steps close. We're getting it's like, closer, okay, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like to the north and, uh, but we're going east. Yeah, we're not. We're getting, going no. It's still north. We're going northeast. We're getting closer in a way, you know. But we're also going a different, slightly. I feel like we're getting north by going very far south. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going a weird way to get there. Um, so the last thing I promised you on uh, this issue of the of the pod or this episode of the podcast okay. was uh, our our last not our last thing in this uh, compendium, but our second to last thing. So. We have at the end here our bonus material. I know the next prog, it says The Cursed Earth. That That's is the beginning of Volume 2? That is the beginning of Volume 2. Volume 2 starts with The Cursed Earth. And it's kind of sad that we're like, we just got back to Mega City, and we, you and I know that Cursed Earth takes Judge Dredd outside oh, of Mega City. Yeah, we, so yeah. we just get back, and now we're going away. But what happens before that, though, is we have this bonus material. 
which if I'd have known about it, if I'd have read through the whole book again, I'd have had us read this first. Because oh. what it is, it is the first Judge Dredd concept comic okay. that wasn't done in time and was seriously revised because it didn't quite fit what they were looking for. Okay, um, so it's proto Judge Dredd. It's co- it's it's Judge Dredd Alpha Build zero point one two. Yeah, it's like the Alpha two. Build. But here's the thing, it's in a way more Judge Dredd than Judge Dredd is currently. Okay, for reasons we'll get into. Um, this issue, which I'm titling, it's issue 60. It's not issue 60. Issue 60 is going to be the first issue, issue of, of volume two. Um, actually, technically, that'll be 61. That's where the jump happens. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yes, that'll be 61. Um, so, because Firebug 59 will be 60, so on and so forth. Right, but right. But this first Dread issue, what I'm going to do, or what we're going to do, we're not going to do a lot of review on it because it's going to be, it's not canon. It's, okay, it's right. kind of like concept, proof of concept in a way, proof of art style. It's 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 our outline. It's <laughs> our it's our uh, manuscript. Exactly. So it doesn't count as canon in the in the universe, really. The megaverse. In the megaverse. Hey, thank you. Uh, trademark megaverse. Um, so what I what I'm going to do is I'd like to for us to just to enjoy it, just to read through, enjoy it, talk about it at the end, but not necessarily. We're not going to categorize everything. Okay. We're not going to... Okay. And then after that, I'm going to talk about what happens next issue. Because we're still not done with this compendium. There's no. still something after this that you know about, which we're going to have to tell our readers about in a minute. <laughs> or our, our listeners about. Um, so, this next comic, uh, which is called First Dread, it was... script was written by Pat Millis and written by John Wagner. The artist is Carlos Esquera. Now... We talked about him on our first podcast, uh, where we talked about the history of Judge Dredd. Right. What this was, was Carlos Esquera is credited for giving, basically, Judge Dredd his look. Um, I believe it was Pat Mills and John Wagner who, like, uh, gave Carlos Esquera the the poster for Death Race, Uh. the movie Death Race, and said, we want to do something like this. And Esquera came back with this comic and this proof of concept, and... um, so he is credited with kind of giving Judge Dredd his signature look and for putting us so far in the future because he drew such a crazy future scape. Okay. It originally wasn't supposed to be set. It was supposed to be set in like the near future, like 2000. Oh. Instead, they had to jump it way forward because they thought it looked really cool to have him in like a, a dystopian future. Okay. Um, so this story is printed here. It says on this blank page, this black page, bonus material, first Dredd script and art by so on and so forth. This story is printed here mainly to show the original art. It also contains evidence of Dredd acting in his role of judge, jury, and executioner, the side of his character that was cut out from the comic. Oh, so... Yeah. We have never seen Judge Dredd straight up execute someone. That's true, we haven't. And that We've seen him kill people in service of justice and being a police officer or an officer of the law. But he has never like captured someone and, and then sentenced them to death. I adjur- I I I I've captured you as a police officer. Yeah. I judge you as a judge, and I've your 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 punishment is, is execution. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So we've never seen that. You're and that right. was cut from his character. Wow. It was cut, but then added back. Yeah. It's added because that's the judge dread that we know. Yeah. That's somewhere that's going to come back, but it hasn't been here the entire time. And I presume that's because it's the 1970s. And it's got to be a little light a, and soft. And you got to maybe make um, 
make, make our protagonist more likable. Yeah. He's not quite as likable if he's, like, executing people on the street. Yeah, if he's but... lining people up and shooting them in the back of the head. That tends to make you not like the character. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's also a very different art style because it is a, a unique artist, our yeah. Carlos Esquera. So, we're just going to go through what this uh, prog looks like. Um, across the top of the page, we have the first dread, the first dread, which we can assume was not originally in the right. Comic. And we have our Judge Dread big logo that looks the same. But uh, yeah, give us what you think about this this uh, <laughs> this comic, PK. What do we have going it on? It shows here? things a lot more chaotic and, and brutal than than what we're used to reading in in, in reading this comic. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the first three panels are like it show. Okay, so you think of Mega City One. I think of Mega City 1 is not always uh, in turmoil, <laughs> but how much is I think of Mega City 1, the people are, if you were to live in Mega City 1, the, the, the number one, uh, an, uh, uh, an average citizen would be like, oh yeah, there's a there's been a riot on, on this mega block for three weeks now, and I've heard of 10,000 people have died, so I have to take this d different route to work. It's so casually dangerous. Yeah, they're so like, oh, there's a you know, ten thousand people died, uh, five hundred feet from where I live. Yeah. So, but now I gotta take this crazy route to work, <laughs> and but we have not been seeing that that yeah, much. That really hasn't been a thing. But so we see all these these violent scenes, and that's from thing of like. Like I would imagine, like oh, there's a there's a there's a drive-by going over there. I better go down this block instead. It's, I mean, like in the 2012 Dread movie, there's that whole chase in the beginning. Yeah, where people are just like walking by and people are getting shot on the sidewalk. Basically. Yeah. Um. So that's a thing. Uh, if you want to describe these little vignettes we're seeing real quick. Okay, so we see uh, this this sleek futuristic car pull up and like these uh four or five guys jump out. And they start just. Uh, they start. I think they're robbing a building, or, or just participating in some kind of gang warfare, as they shoot at some guys and some guys shoot back. It's clearly like a like a drive-by happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second panel is. <laughs> Go for it. There's this guy, and there's just either a, a different guy or a robot, and the and the and the guy in the armor, or possibly a robot, is. Burning this man with a handheld <laughs> flamethrower. Yep. Like a like a pistol-sized flamethrower. There's like a little tank on his back. Yep. I'm assuming for the the flame accelerant. <laughs> Fire razor. Fire raising. Yeah. And then the the third one is just, uh, some paramilitary group or some police yeah, gunning down. Yeah. And like this guy looks like he's surrendering as they're being shot. Yeah. And gunned down. That does look like that. And then we have big half page art of Judge Dredd on his lawmaster bike bursting through a wall. Uh, his judge, his lawmaster doesn't look quite the same. There's like a forward-facing screen on it for some reason oh, yeah. between the handlebars, but there's still the signature kind of cone on the front and the, the eagle. eagle, the eagle and the weird cone drill on the front. Um, and Dread is uh, saying, "No one can escape justice." Because remember, this is very much proof of concept. This right. is like you know introducing everything. As he he breaks through a wall, and this is very good at a, it's very good uh, character character establishing moments. Yeah, it's very good. Look at all this violence, and then this man. I like it because it's very good at, at character development, not mm -hmm. character development, but character uh, uh, concept, mm -hmm. and that there's all this violence and he responds with equal, also violence. Yeah. So that to me is a very character building moment. I, I agree with that. And we'll see a lot of interesting things here in this comic that like, that you see carry over to Dread, but not entirely. Okay. Um, our next panel shows 
a crowd, someone pointing to like a big like vault safe door <laughs> like on the street. It's like opening up. It opens up onto the street for some reason. Um, and a guy is pointing and shouting to Judge Dredd. Oh, uh, it's a criminal lawbreaker shouting. Yeah. Go ahead. Look out! It's Judge Dredd! Smoke him! This city's a jungle, crawling with crime. And now we see Judge Dredd, like, jumping off his bike and kicking a guy across the face. <laughs> Lawbreakers like these running wild. Somebody gotta stamp it out. That's my job. Yeah, it's like his little pop-out panel, he kicks the guy right across the face. And he, he guns down a couple of the guys, and they're just, like, and, like yeah. grabbing their faces and shit. Like, he's clearly killing them. Um, I'm a judge. As he just, and, and like... He's narrating to himself at this point. Right. Like it's it's you know it's a concept issue, so they is. have to they have to introduce to the readers, and no matter kinda a little ham handed here, little it's kinda like a I as Batman. Like it's, it's I as Batman when my parents died, I was a young <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it's very much that, you know, like that kind of cheesy Then a bat flew in my window and I said Good idea. <laughs> Thank you, Bat. Check. Um we have a little like black text box with white writing in it. Yeah, this looks like, um, this looks like almost like notes that like the guy that you you don't actually see in the comic. Like the you Fargo notes, right? Yeah. Kind of similar it's to like that. It's like editor's notes you wouldn't actually see in the comic. Like It's like a letter that would go with the comic to the publisher. Yeah. Um, and I'll have you read it if you'd like to, by all means. To bring down a high crime rate in America's vast megacities, judges have been appointed with power to hand out instant justice. Each judge is each judge is picked to be fair but tough. tough. Toughest of them all is Judge Dredd. And now we see on, on our next page uh, in a panel, the bad guys are like closing this big thick vault door and they're shooting out of it at, at Judge Dredd as it's closing. And they say to him, <laughs> "You may be a judge, but you ain't sentencing us, Dredd. There's a meter of steel between us." And now we see a close-up of Judge Dredd. Uh, flicking to a different, uh, flicking to number three on his pistol, right? Yeah. Remember that was a big thing. Early yeah, on. yeah. He would, the different stuff. Yeah. Each judge is armed with a special gun loaded with six kinds of shell. Dread flipped a switch to number three, and he says, "A rubber titanium ricochet shell will flush those lawbreakers out." So maybe that's rubber titanium. I mean. It might make sense in the fact, like, okay, this is how we get them to ricochet because they're rubber bullets, but, like, titanium also makes it hard. We don't really know. How do you rubberize titanium? I don't fucking know. Anyway, it's he a comic shoots, book, Andy. He shoots it into the vault door before it closes. The ricochet shell whizzed around the vault, and we can see it hitting all the guys, like, going back and forth around the room, and one guy says, <laughs> go for it. You gotta do oh, it. Oh, no! Dredge using dodgems on us. Ah! And now the guys Dodgems. Are, Dodgems. That's something that, that did something that did not make it over. Dodgems. Uh, and now we see the guys are, like, falling Three Stooges style out of the fucking yeah. vault. Um, no more, we surrender. And Judge Dredd's boot is in the foreground looking on. Yeah. Uh, there is no surrender. You killed six innocent people onto the, si onto, onto the sidewalk where I shall carry out my sentence. And now we see... Uh, the stuff that... They cut out. Yeah. Judge Dredd is just executing these guys. Yeah, holy shit. Um, he's just standing there, talking to them, a futuristic city and catwalks and crowd in the background, and he just says... People watching? Yeah. I find you guilty of bank robbery and murder, and hereby terminate you, and just As fire. he's blasting these people. And that is as far... Like, that's like... I mean, that is all the ceremony that's given to them killing. Yeah, there's like a... 
there's like a muzzle flash from his gun and they're falling over. Yeah. One of the crowd yelled excitedly as he's like holding up his fist cheering. Yeah, Judge! You give it to him! But we can see cutting down that he's like stepping into the street, kind of. Right. Um, and now we see Judge Dredd standing there, hands on hips, talking to the gentleman in the street who cheered him on. I would remind you, citizen, I take no pleasure in terminating lawbreakers. Lawful neutral. And you have broken the law by stepping off the sidewalk. I sentence you to 400 days in Jaywalker Jug 1. Uh, and we have a little, like, asterisk, and I'll have you read the little uh, note below that. In this mega city of the future, all crimes, no matter how small, are dealt with sternly by the judges. The lawbreaker will be taken into a special prison, Jug 1. Now, we've referred to these as isocubes eventually. Remember that? Yes. They do call them isocubes at one point. Um, and this guy is giving this terrified kind of like sweating. Oh, look, yeah, he's sweating. And he's like, holding out a, a wad of bills in yeah. his hand. And he says, uh, uh, Let's not be hasty, Judge. All those credits and you forget you ever saw me, huh? And now we can see him like running off down the street. Um, and someone is yelling out of a window, The lawbreaker's running around the corner, but he won't escape the judge. And Judge Dredd is drawing his pistol from his boot holster. Yeah. Bribing a judge is an odious offense. Odious offense. Wow. He has used the word odious before. I know he has. Well, I mean, this is before before that. Yeah, but um, Judge Dredd flipped the switch on his gun to number six. They just refer to it as his gun, not as a lawgiver yet. Yeah. Um, and he, this calls for a heat-seeking show, and he fires, and and the, our heat seeker, as we know it, goes around the corner and gah, gets the guy in the back because he's running. Tracems. Tracems. Uh, oh my god, dodgems and tracems. Dodgems and tracems. Uh, Gidems. Like, he's like, taking it in the back and like falling forward. The shell sped after the lawbreaker, relentlessly homing in on him. Um, and then we see our last or our last little panel here of Judge Dredd on his, back on his lawmaster bike, talking to what looks like a regular modern day police officer with kind of shoulder pads. Yeah, he's got, like, he looks, he's got the policeman's cap, cap but yeah. he has like... The, the 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 uniform semi militaristic semi militaristic futuristic yeah but it but there's a normal police it looks like a, like it could be just a like you watch like a bat episode of Batman Beyond you could see this oh that's a future cop yeah that's literally what it is yeah and I'll have you read the uh, narrative text for me real quick the judge climbed aboard his lawmaster five thousand bimobile <laughs> bimobile <laughs> his bimobile we can't say like bice like like Bike, bimobile. Um, His bi hyphen mobile. It it follows the name. It of the follows the convention. <laughs> um, and he's he's leaning over and saying to the regular police officer, "Justice has been done. Take over, Lieutenant." That's the cops. Very good, Judge. Um, and then our turning our page, we're on our last. Ooh. Yeah, right. I'll have you describe this. I really like this panel, but it's a full page art. It's awesome. Yeah, a full page panel. Uh, um, of just this. Cool sci-fi futuristic city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's fucking uh, awesome. People on catwalks in the foreground and the, the left. There's like a little kid pointing at Judge Red. Ha ha! Look at the judge, Daddy. He's like holding like a lot long. Yeah, he's like, he like a lollipop and like a little kid's weird cap. And we can see they're going through like uh like a it looks like a moving like a escalator. It's the it's the, uh, it's the fucking not eat walk easy please the walk easy dude five hundred miles an hour five hundred feet per second oh my god um, it's not that but it looks like a moving kind of like escalator yeah. staircase and they're going this, through this a police police scan, scan which pretty much is a very highly militarized highly police um, police state and we see like 
These buildings are massive. Yeah, buildings. they're really, they're really like spire-like. Yeah, they're, they're like skinny at the bottom, and then they, 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 they cut kind of like, 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 like a, like a staff. Or, or like a like a like a mushroom stalk. They get wider yeah. at the top, kind of thing. Yeah, and um, there are flying vehicles all over at the top, and spaceships and elevated such. highways and walkways and a tram. And we see another police scanner in the close foreground, like scanning around. Yeah, because um, this is a very militarized, militarized, very Big Brother dysto- dystopian. Dystopian. Oh. Uh, um, I mean, that didn't quite exactly stay around. But we'll see how it goes. And we see Judge Dredd is, like, zooming on one of these elevated highways mm-hmm. um, with three lanes. He's zooming down the middle lane. On um, his uh, Lawmaster 5000 Bimobile. Yes. And I'll have you read the last of Judge Dredd's line for this entire omnibus, if you would, please. I'll carry on with my cleanup patrol. Only those who break the law have anything to fear from me. I am the law, and you'd better believe it. The end. So, so that was our that was the first taste of Judge Dredd that the world got. Yeah, there was I don't think not it was the world, even, but the the people who were gonna publish yeah, it, the yeah. publishers got that was that was what they based everything on. I don't think it was ever released per se as like an actual issue. I think that it was like purely like the proof of concept issue. That's um, really interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's very interesting. I wish the, we had read this first as well. I'm so sorry about that. No, it's I the, didn't know why would they put that at the end instead of in the beginning. <laughs> kind of weird thing. Um, it's. Uh, so, this is, um, it's not exactly canon, but it's a test of concept and art style, right? However, it is fun to remember that Judge Dredd wasn't going to be set so far in the future until Esquera's art style was submitted. Because oh. that prompted the series to be set in the far future of 2099. So, this page alone is what made it yeah. in 2099. Yeah. That's instead of, like, it. 2000. Yeah. They wanted it to be set in the near future, just, like, 30 years in the future. Instead, they jumped it like a whole 130 years in the future because of how crazy it looked. Okay. And I like wow. that a lot. It's interesting that like so they're like, dude, we thought this was like the near future, and you gave us this crazy ship. We're going to go with it anyways. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Um, so, we're not going to do a huge review. This was purely for pleasure. This isn't like part of the canon, really. But it's weird to see that some of the things that I thought were weird introduced here, like the gun with the different rounds. Yeah. They... Put a lot of not emphasis, but, in emphasis a way. on that. Yeah, and I was like, "That's weird. I've never heard of that before." Yeah, and you know, I I considered myself uh, a Judge Dredd fan. I I mean, well, 2012 uh, Dredd has a lot of different uh, a lot of different ma- magazine types or a lot of different bullet types in his gun. He has the hot shot. Yeah, he, he does. Has, uh, he has explosive rounds. I should watch Dread again. I really want to. It's not on Netflix anymore. That sucks. I, I want to show Don it because it's <sighs> it's a fucking great movie. It is a great movie um, on top of it. I keep <laughs> seeing because I'm I'm on the subreddit for Judge Dread and Judge Dread 2000 AD yeah. and Cyberpunk. I keep seeing that Carl Urban's like, I'll do the fucking TV show. Give me the fucking paper. Yeah, he wants to do it. Um, and I really hope they do because it would be it'd be so good for. Uh, like, if, if you put it in, like, John Favreau's hands kind of thing and do, like, The Mandalorian, I'd fucking love it. Yeah, dude. Um, so, PK, is there anything else you want to talk about with this, this our last issue of Judge Dredd in there's this There's a third omnibus? police scan right there. <laughs> Jesus, there's a lot of those things. They really there. want to hammer down the, the you're being watched, the big brother. But that was um, a big thing at this time. Yeah. I mean, um, 1984 hadn't come out yet, 1984 right? hadn't. Well, had the book come out? That's a good question. Did it come out after, after? Had the Grave New World by Grave New World by Vonnegut? I think had come out. I'm not sure. 
But um, it was quick. it was it was a thing during this era. People were scared. Holy shit! Um, I did not know this. 1984 published uh, often published as just 1984, a dystopian novel by English novelist George Orwell. Yep. Published on June 8th of 1949. Okay, I thought uh, it was that. I thought it was. Orwell's ninth and final book completed in his lifetime. I didn't know it was that early. That's crazy. I've only read two George Orwell books. I've read that in Animal Farm. And oh. I'd, like, I'd like to read more. I always They're get, both really good. I always get him mixed up with uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. <laughs> George Orwell, Orson who Welles. Who did Battle of the... Who did, you know, Attack from Mars. Mar- Mars Attacks. Not Mars Attacks. Uh, fucking with the tripods. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. I I fuck that up so much all the time. I was like, I don't think I told you this story, but I was, I was working with a coworker, and I'm like, who was the guy who wrote uh, War of the Worlds? It was, uh, no, who was the guy who wrote, uh, yeah, who was the guy who wrote War of the Worlds? It was George Orwell, right? And he's like, no, but that's too close, and now I'll never think of it. <laughs> was, and we spent, like, we refused to Google it for, like, two hours, and we're like, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. George Orwell. Orson Welles. Yeah. So close. Yeah, and they're both they're both sci-fi writers. So yep. yeah, it's so close. Uh, I, I know Orson Welles because of the famous the famous thing that some people thought Mars was actually attacking. Yeah. Um. So in the late fifties, before World War Two, it was it was a while ago. Um. Do you want to know? Can we talk to our, our listeners about what's coming up? Yes. Let's tell them about what's happening. So. So here's the thing. The next podcast, I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but it's going to cover the last thing that is in this omnibus. Before we move on to omnibus number two, case files number two, uh, starting with the Cursed Earths series. Yes, um, we'll be getting to that. In, in, in two podcasts. In two podcasts. So, But in between, oh boy. So at the end of this omnibus are nine... One page one shots of Walter the Wobot. Walter the Wobot one shot! And just like, it's just little like one page stories <laughs> of what's going on. And it's set specifically during Prague's 50 to 58, which is while they're on Luna Ooh, 1. Okay. So okay. it is, it takes oh, place. Oh, there's no Maria! That is true. My favorite part of Walter is his argument with Maria. <laughs> That's true. They both love Judge Dredd, but they both hate each other. Yeah, because um, they're both fucking, like, vying for his affection. So. Which he has so little of. For either of them. Because um, remember, he threatened to j- drown Maria <laughs> yeah, in, in his, her own minestrone. In her own minestrone. Are you ready for me to give you the next time and wrap it up here? Yes. So, so, so listeners, when we come back, it's just going to be Walter the Wobot for, like, one episode, and it's going to be real rough. So, wheel woof. Wheel woof. Next time. Listen, <laughs> Next time on the dreadful cyberpunk cast, we wrap up our first omnibus with nine Walter the Robot one page one shots oh, set God. during the Luna One storyline. What will Walter wear for the fancy Wobot ball? Will he ever get to go swimming in a pool? No! And why does security videotape show Walter the Wobot robbing a bank on Luna One? Wearing a tweed suit. Find out the answers to some of these questions and more on the next dreadful cyberpunk cast. My name's Andy. <laughs> Do you and, mean tweed suit? And he just says it wrong. Oh, it's bad. He doesn't even say it. Tweed suit. Tweed and, suit. And uh, this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the, the distant, distant present. present.